amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This week on the program, holy cow, look at all that plastic surgery. It's the Expendables. I'm Andrew Jupin. I'm Eric Siska. I'm Chris Cabin. And we hate movies. Welcome to the program. Thank you for tuning in. As always, our summer blockbuster extravaganza 2020 gets to team up town because here we are talking the Expendables from 2010, directed by Sylvester Stallone. Directed mm-hmm. by Sylvester Stallone. Uh, I think it's a film by Sylvester Stallone. Ah, yes, of course. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What's this? Steve, what are you doing here? I thought was here. <laughs> I thought we had a special guest. What's going on here? Yeah, I was just trying to uh, let the audience know how futile it is to understand anything coming out of half of the characters' mouths in this film. No, Fair. no, Steve, you fucking catfished us, man. <laughs> Steve's right, though, man, because there should be like hard-coded subtitles on this movie. <laughs> subtitles you cannot turn off because nobody speaks fucking Botox mouth like we have in this movie yeah they don't even have an sdh track on this because they didn't they couldn't understand what was actually being said they couldn't take it down no i mean it's it's ridiculous how little you can understand in this movie not just from stallone but to get us started i guess stallone we were talking about this last night a little bit i don't think he's looked any worse aside from that 2008 Rambo? Oh, that, that oh, yeah. that's that's an un, that is the nadir of him looking like a human person. He does not look human in Rambo. He looks like this fucking weird and, like the the movement of his body is just like otherworldly. <laughs> and that I'm movie more came, barnyard animal actually. He I looks guess. like that super orc at the end of the yes. first Lord of the Rings movie. Yes, and that came out two years before this. Looks and like first lunch back on the menu, boys. <laughs> 
you know, the orcs tr- trample a lot, you know, so mm-hmm. it makes sense. Well, they would have to. Yeah, he came out of mud. They had to like tear down all the trees. The trees screamed <laughs> and then he became whatever this shit is. I mean, yeah, he is much smaller in this movie. Thank God, because he really was looking like a fucking centaur without the horse legs. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so but now was- you're right, though. The Botox is kind of the problem here. Like his face is all smooth and weirdly puffy and just sort of and like his his mouth, which never had any room to give, is much worse in this film than anything else. Oh, his- dude, his mouth is so cinched closed. It's like a little butthole <laughs> trying to talk to you. Well, And the facial hair is very odd. I've never seen Stallone with this. I don't think. He's got something going on Get Carter, I want to say, right? Uh, yeah, it's, I love it's, it. But the, the, see, the difference is, though, because Get Carter was like, what, 2000? Mm-hmm. They had like a whole 10 years. Like that, I think he's got a goatee in that movie, too, but it's not this like hairline fucking porn star goatee that yeah. he's got. This thing is just repugnant. It's, Everything about his look in this movie is it, awful. It, it's, it's fuller and Get Carter, too. too. It's got a, it, it takes up a good amount of his face. This one, right. it's more like stenciled in. Yes, it, it looks like a stencil. Yeah, like a thin little stencil, pencil line goatee. Anyway, this is the movie from 10 years ago where all these fucking beefcake dudes uh, at varying levels of being washed up uh, came together <laughs> to make this throwback 80s action movie type thing. And it's the Expendables. There's three of them. Here's the first one. What are you guys? Because it's kind of fun to do these 2010 movies because the show is pretty much almost going on. And or at least I was living in that apartment with Chris and Eric at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You guys all saw this without me, I believe. It was very much like that part in Knocked Up when they're all going to see Spider-Man 3. And (laughs) Seth Rogen's like, nah, I can't make it. I feel like there's something similar (laughs) with the Expendables. I'm not... Positive. For me, I was in Texas, and it was the oh. first time I went to an Alamo draft house. Oh. I, I just happened to be down there when this movie came out, and I was like, well, I want to go see what the, all the fuss is about with the Alamo draft house, not the Expendables. Right. Um, and funny story about that screening. I got a milkshake. I don't know why, but I got one because I was like a kid in a candy store with this movie, maybe. Yeah. Well, milkshakes are delicious, by the way. Just put yeah, that out there. I actually felt really like sick to my stomach afterwards. Oh, well, you were also you were eating at an Alamo draft house. <laughs> right. But not once did I ever think my food was tampered with. <laughs> oh, that's of course. I see. You didn't I mean, accuse them of poisoning you on a massive no, public you, platform. You were also looking at Mickey Rourke's face. So, I mean, <laughs> that's true. Oh my God! Speaking of plastic surgery nightmares, good lord! The, the uh, scene between Stallone and Rourke is just like, manga, 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 No, you don't understand. They sing to each other. It's a singing language. It's like throat singing. They do it to each other. It's like a mating call. Mickey Rourke comes into this movie on that motorcycle with a weird little hat on. He's he is like a human scarecrow of some kind. This asshole cowboy hat that he's got on somehow is not the worst hat in this movie. Just putting that out there. Guys, we got away from something. Chris and Andrew, share your theater experiences. If you saw this in the theater. Uh, I did see this in the theater. I was recalling I saw this. Speaking of the timeline, Steve, of where everybody was in 2010, I was still in Astoria, which meant I saw this at the Uh, Five Boroughs Worst Movie Theater, (laughs) the Kaufman Astoria. Yeah, same for me. Uh, I was drunk out of my mind, though. Thank God. <laughs> Were you guys together? Because I kind of remember at least there was a group outing that I skipped because I wasn't into this movie. And I thought Eric was a part of it, but I guess I was r- way wrong. 
I don't. F- did we see this together, Chris? No, I didn't think I, so. I saw it alone after going to a bar that was right around the corner, and like I was just like, I need air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Daddy Kevin, needs some air conditioning. <laughs> Kevin, you talking about Sunswick thirty five thirty five? Yes, yes, hell I am. yeah, great oh, yeah. bar, yeah, great bar, nice place. I uh, know. So, Steve, this is your first. You only you watched it for the first time yesterday. One and done. Yeah, I've never seen. That's I haven't crazy. Seen, I haven't seen either of the sequels, which actually like. I guess I just got all the timeline and the casts mixed up. I always thought that the first one had everybody in it, and the first one has almost nobody in it, not to be an asshole. No, you're not wrong. I mean, because they do expand as the movies go on and things like, you know, like Arnold comes back, but he wasn't the governor anymore, so it's like more than a cameo. But yeah, I mean, in this movie, you have the core expendables being Stallone, fucking Jason Statham, Jet Li, uh, Dolph Lundgren, uh, and this fucking Randy Couture guy, <laughs> who the fuck? I thought this guy for 45 minutes was Kurt Angle. Wait, now which one is this? Is this Tollbridge? This is t- Tollhouse Toll- Cookie? What the fuck is this guy's dumb as donkey dick yeah. name? Toll Road? That's it. You what forgot the fuck? to preheat the oven. <laughs> Tollhouse Cookie coming at you. Your uh, chips are getting melted. My uh, therapist uh, gave me the name. You know, my therapist, doctor, uh, who knows the name, but my therapist <sighs> told me to be called this. Uh, one of my three lines, I have a therapist. Goodbye, movie. Here's my <laughs> dumb hat that I got from my therapist. He's the guy that's got the dumbest dick hat. He beats Mickey Rourke for worst hat in the movie. He was the guy <laughs> who had the worst hat in The Expendables. <laughs> in a film filled with bad hats. Now, but seriously, though, who the fuck is Randy Couture? Was he a wrestler? MMA guy. I did some yeah. uh, okay. up. Uh, you know, which is sure. And I mean, great. But like, yeah. I would rather like. Also, Stone Cold Steve Austin is in this movie, and very clearly, the move should have been The Rock. You know what I mean? Like, it, there was a time when it was like, who's going to be the star? And it was clearly The Rock pretty early on. Yeah, and it should they shouldn't have invested in Stone Cold. Stone Cold should be an expendable if he's in the movie. I feel. Personally. But the problem is, I mean, maybe. But I think the problem is though, Stone Cold can do like villain well because that was so much of his wrestling either you know the villain to vince mcmahon like you know being the antagonist that he was or sometimes just an outright heel and i know the rock also was a heel from time to time in in wwf but like dwayne johnson's film roles are more or less like the hero role he's rarely a bad guy in that way so for him to be you know eric roberts number two in this movie I could see why he would turn it down if he was trying to build a film uh, career out of being a hero. This, this is post-Doom, right? He's already learned his lesson. <laughs> yeah, that's a good <laughs> point. Oh, right. I f- totally fucking forgot he's a bad guy in that movie. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and us- then suddenly, suddenly Randy Couture beating you up. Go Down goes you. Down goes your career as a leading man. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is correct, dude. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so maybe... Jo- back on the Robin. Bang, zoom. <laughs> so you maybe you the rock come and make movies in Rome. <laughs> oh fuck, that'd be pretty cool. You want to? We'll team you up with Nanny Moretti. He's he's a great talent. Listen, you come to my studio. We'll put you in a tutu. It'll be called the Toot Fairy. It'll do good business. It'll change your image forever. <laughs> I gotta say, I mean, 2010 though, maybe it wasn't so much a I don't want to play a villain as it, it was a I'm just fucking busy. If you look at Dwayne Johnson's output 
in 2010, varying levels of, you know, role size here, but Tooth Fairy, Why Did I Get Married to the other guys, which I know he is in for two seconds. Well, well turn on your TV right now. <laughs> I am watching your pacifier <laughs> right now. <laughs> Uh, that movie Faster, where he doesn't even have a character name, Ooh. he's just the driver. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, good. there's a lot of bad shit. Oh, yeah, he going had a on. few random weird, yeah, those weird title ones that are like, what are we even doing? Was there one that he was running around on a subway, or am I thinking of Jason Statham? That sounds like a Statham. There is one where Statham's he's like terrible, a one too. man, <laughs> like, uh, war on drugs. Oh, right. That's nice. like the snitch or something. Snitch. snitch. Yep. Yes. Um, that was 2013. Wikipedia yeah. is letting me know this is Steve Austin's last theatrical film release until Grown Ups 2. So this is like him kind of sputtering out Steve Austin. Was bit. that? So speaking of Steve Austin movies, though, Steve Sadak, because uh, uh, you saw <laughs> that Steve Austin on a fucking island prison movie in theaters. What the fuck was that? Where, so the you condemned. saw that. You saw that, but you refused to see the Expendables was pulled beneath you. Yeah, I don't know what what fucking uh, what was up my ass uh, about this movie, but there certainly was something. Yeah, I saw the condemned in theaters with a buddy of mine. We were wasted and had a lot of fun. That's kind of a stay tuned. Definitely stay tuned. Yeah, yeah. That was two thousand seven. Yeah. Yes. Um, also, we we much like the movie itself are forgetting Terry Crews. Um, yes. Was, Barely oh, yes. in this movie. Actually, and you know what's hilarious? You're totally right. That was a mistake on my part reading it. But like the way IMDB like positions everybody, you gotta scroll a little bit before you get to Terry right. Crews. There he is. Yeah, he's got okay. five lines. I think I think he's got five lines, but he's like one of the best parts of the movie because he actually is doing a jokey kind of performance. Yeah. That's what it needs to be, dude. There's way too much, we're making a real movie here, like kind of thing. And honestly, flush that attitude. I, I mean, everybody I feel is like in a different movie. Like literally every yes. character is in a different, like Mickey Rourke is in like a wrestler type of movie. <laughs> Maybe this is brilliant though, Chris. Like it's like, no, no, no just pretend it's, we're all, to, you got a movie going on. I got a movie going on. <laughs> It's sort of like we're in the area where movies meet. Reality is a collage of experiences. <laughs> Time is a flat circle. Oh, man. Sylvester Stallone as Russ Cole. Look out. <laughs> but it makes it see. It's actually a great example of why sometimes when you do these like favors for friends or whatever with movies while you're doing something else, it's a bad idea because Mickey Rourke was making Iron Man 2 while they were making this movie. And he flew to wherever in New Orleans, I think, they filmed his scenes. And they had 48 hours with him. So, like, of course it's going to be terrible. Yeah. Well, also, it's not like he was rehearsing for Iron Man 2 either. It's You know, he's not, like, just sitting in a, in a black box studio with him and Downey oh. Jr. going through oh. it. Oh, you didn't think that Russian accent was really honed? <laughs> no, not You didn't not think so he really much. came to play with that one? <laughs> well, he worked really hard to make it sound consistently terrible sure. throughout the entire sure. film. Sure. Speaking of stay tunes, by the way. Stay tuned. Yeah, sooner than you think, ladies and gentlemen. Um <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I just, I sort of love uh, to the, everybody's got a different movie. Like, there's a better way to make this movie by by and large. And it is a little jokier and everyone should have a thing. And like, I don't know what everybody's thing is. Like, I, when I'm reading the IMDb, it's like, oh, Randu Couture, the, the demolition expert. I'm like, well, that's never, ever said. Nope. No. You know, like that but, kind of stuff. Like sh- there's, there's also you could be a little bit more reflexive. Like these are a group of uh, actors who were beloved by a certain amount of the populace, but never got the respect of a, say, Harrison Ford 
or like uh, top line uh, players like that, like a Brad Pitt, a fucking uh, 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 the guy Sundance. Right. Guy. They never transcended trash action yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah, Red, but they Redford. were. St- yeah, Redford. And uh, like they never transcended that. Like they were always just like beloved by a very specific like sect and considered low art to actually like talk about what it's like to be like that in this venue would be cool, but they don't talk about themselves at all. They're just badasses. Yeah. Well, what kind of movie does that make though? I guess is but, the question. Well, it makes it a little like instead of just talking about how badass you are and how sad you are, all you do is talk about like, oh, you know, I, I burned yeah, talk more about like I lost this job because I was addicted to this thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's see, because that's another totally unexplored thing. Is apparently Dolph Lundgren's character in this movie is a junkie, and they don't really right. specify like he what is? that is. Yes, that's why yes, he gets. They do say that once. Jesus. That's why he well, gets fucking partially fired at the beginning of the movie, and like he tries to like. There's a scene where he confronts Stallone, and he tries to get back on the team, and Stallone's like, "Oh no way, Gunner man, uh, you using again, man. You're high right now." Like, yes, yes. and I'm just like, high on what? What are you talking about? Does that stem from some sort of shoulder injury you got in Nicaragua, and you're hooked on pills? Maybe, but he's all—he's also referred to as a junkie later on by um, part of Monroe's group. Yeah. Oh, Monroe, Eric Roberts. Uh, Eric Roberts. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's like it's like world renowned that Dolph Lundgren's character has a drug problem <laughs> in this movie, but the audience doesn't get to know what the deal is with that. And also, the thing is, like, the, what what I always kind of thought this movie was, and again, I only saw it last night, was like all these guys are in a fucking team and fucking and fighting and all sorts of stuff, and like that kind of doesn't happen. You know what no I mean? Fucking. Like I want. Oh, well, yes, the fucking for sure. But, like, I want, like, Chuck Norris. I want Van Damme. I want Seagal. I want them all kind of in a room together and seeing who the toughest bad A is. And it doesn't well, happen because Randy Couture is fucking sucking air. You might not survive <laughs> hiring Seagal. Well, that's the thing. You're not going to – none of these movies – I'm sucking air. I need help. I'm Toll Bridge. <laughs> Toll road. Okay, it's the it's the combination of words that are impossible to say without sounding like an idiot. That's this character's <laughs> name. Toll road. You're just swallowing that R into hey, double L's. Toll road. You can play road. Exactly. <laughs> if you hear uh, if you hear that cl- closely, that is toll road making <laughs> its its mating call <laughs> to the Stallone. Oh, look at that. The toll road has come out of its burrow. Oh, the Jonathan Davis has come. <laughs> <laughs> but now the toll road is safe for now. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of surprising. I think toll road is in all three of these movies. Why? That's, that's a shock. <laughs> Steve, the point I was, I, I lost track of my thoughts for a second, but what I was trying to say was it sounds like you were a guy, uh, you were a guy <laughs> who was built for Expendables 2 and 3 only. Yes. Yeah. I think I, 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 that's I, what those, that's what those are. That's when it's like, oh, that's all everybody was talking about when that first movie came out. Got it. Let's amplify that. Well, it does sound like Stallone tried to approach multiple people that Steve did name, but people, I think, weren't convinced this would be successful at all. So once it was a surprise hit, right. then I, everyone got came on board, including JCVD at I, set. I, I'm a little surprised Norris and the other Cannon boys didn't hop on this thing. Yeah. I like, would even take a Brian Thompson, man. Yeah, what the fuck? Well, sure. actually, see, Brian Thompson could have been 
there's a guy here who it's like a secret one of these dudes. Like you thought Randy Couture was obscure. This fucking Gary Daniels as the Brit. Yeah. And then what, what happens though, is you look at this dude's IMDB profile. There are so many secret garbage action movies that this guy's in. Just nothing. Title after title, year after year. Like a Scott Adkins type is what we're saying? Yes. I mean, we're looking at some of these things. Forced to fight. (laughs) Uh, uh, Game of death with fucking Wesley Snipes. The Lazarus Papers. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Across the line. Hunt to kill. Definitely starring Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, it just goes... And it goes all the way into the 80s. I mean, I have never heard of this person, but he's been in a thousand movies. Why? Nobody could call Dudikoff. Yes. Did nobody yeah. make a call to Dudikoff and say, buddy, we got something for you? Well, that's the question, Kevin. You raise a really interesting point about the Expendables is what letter level grade are we willing to stoop to here? Because you got like your A guys, right? So you're like Stallone, Arnold is in this for two seconds, Bruce Willis is in this for two seconds. You know, I I would toss Statham into that. I I mean, I I'll, don't. I'll, you know, I'll take a Jeff Speakman in this thing. <laughs> who's the, who's Jeff Speakman? Oh, he's he was a martial arts dude. Um, he was in the, some of he was in a Van Damme movie or two, but he's uh-huh. also in this movie called Perfect Weapon, which is. Excellent. Insane. Check it out. Insane. Or, or you can do the John Wick 3 route and get Mark DeCascos back. Let's fucking do it. See, yes. that's the a dude. I was, I was actually thinking about Mark DeCascos while watching this movie because all the crazy knife shit in this movie made me think back to that John Wick movie. Eric Roberts shouldn't be here. I don't think. I think instead you should have a Thomas Ian Griffith. I like Eric Roberts in this. I think he, I, I, I think like, he fits. He, you know, I, he's at the best of the best cred. I like Roberts fine, but like Thomas Ian Griffith has made his career off of being <laughs> this guy. But that's it, what I'm that's what I'm trying to ask though is what level are we going down to? Because Eric Roberts, that's a C level star. I guess I because Thomas Ian Griffith, that's a fucking I mean, D. That's a hard is, D, dude. Mm, I should like an action film aficionado should be able to spot everyone and recognize yes. people. Not not Randy Blar Blar there, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's the thing, right? Is like I'm sure. There were a f- metric fuck ton of UFC heads out there yeah. that went to this movie like, oh, fuck, Couture's in it. You know what I mean? Like, he's just not yeah. from our world. But it is the problem of, and Terry Crews kind of dodges it because he's a much better actor than Randy Couture. The problem of casting athletes as actors on top of the fact that we're like, you know, juggling all of these washed up action stars that were just only actors you know what i mean yeah it's weird it's like they're trying to launch new people within this as well when it's when all this is really should be is like i mean the last action hero kind of did the spin on this genre better earlier but i don't know i feel like there should be more in jokes than there are and i know that's silly to say especially because the sequels get very jokey yes especially you want like a seagal for sure i mean i know he turned this down because of that the producer uh, whatever avi lerner who is he the guy that is he the guy that sexually harassed Ter- Terry Crews or was he involved? I oh, have I th- absolutely no, no idea. Okay, yeah. That I, might be the case, though. Yeah, just there's some sexual harassment allegations on his Wikipedia. It's, it's a little unclear. But but anyways, it's it's one of those things where it's like you want – the, the way this is, it's the canon comes alive. That's the movie that I want. Yep, you know what exactly. I mean? Like, revisit yeah. that shit um, and get – 
And like, yeah, you'll probably make you might have it might have been less successful because I'm sure people are coming out for Stone Cold. And to your point, Andrew, maybe someone's coming out for Randy Couture. Maybe yeah. he's got a lot of cousins and. Nebraska that he, that came out, but I, I mean, like I just I I I just know that me personally, I will never give two shits about Ultimate Fighting. I never have, I never will. But I acknowledge that it's massive. So, like, just by sheer statistics, like there had to have been people in the theaters. The the Venn diagram of people who watch Ultimate Fighting and the people who enjoy action movies is pretty overlapped. But, but you know the, what I mean? But all the couture cousins must be fucking pissed off because he's in it for three scenes and he doesn't really do anything. Jeez, you know? I don't want to say anything at Thanksgiving, but I saw that uh, Expendables movie and Randy's wearing a really dumb fucking hat. Also, what's his name? Tollhouse Cookies. This is going to be the worst Thanksgiving ever. I, Eli Couture, thought it was an F. <laughs> Eli Couture. <laughs> they should really st- stoop low. I know they're going to be developing another one of the- these or a spinoff of this, at least. They need to get the guy that does the um, Charles Bronson impersonation movies. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh yes. he could be fucking murdered in the cold open. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's if we're going to go for it, like, go for it. You know what it would well, be a really awesome way for them to structure these movies? At least this first one, and then maybe it wouldn't take off and they drop it for the sequels. But it's a movie that is sort of structured like maybe not revisiting uh, throughout the film the way that The Princess Bride does. But it's a movie where there's a fucking bumbling dolt in his basement where he keeps his DVD collection. (laughs) And like he's getting ready for a great night of action movies. You know what I mean? So he's got like a DVD of the one and you know maybe a couple of rocky movies a couple of cast uh, nick frost and i'm there i'm totally there dude yeah you get you get nick frost to do this right he's carrying all these dvds and then like he's like you know going up to his living room or something and then like a fairy godmother comes into the room <laughs> and he's like you know what would be cool actually is if uh, all these guys were in the same movie fairy godmother and she's like got it and does a magic spell and then this is the movie she belches magic dust <laughs> All over all the DVDs, and suddenly we have a piece of shit movie. It's all these DVDs like melting together into one movie, and then it forms the poster of The Expendables. DVD magic. Hey, you know, uh, Randy, hey, hey, Gary, you know, your cousin Randy was supposed to be in that Expendables movie. I spent $9 on it. He's barely in it. By nope. the way, you done in the break room, pal? I got to get in there. You know, he's on the poster. You think? <laughs> He's on the poster. He's in the movie. He's barely in the movie, and he's on the poster. You see the poster? It's actually kind of wild. I'm looking at the poster right now, at least the one that they have on IMDb, and it's the one where it's like all the names or whatever. And Randy Couture is right dead in the middle. Yep, exactly. Stallone, (laughs) Statham, Lee Lundgren, Couture, Austin, Cruz, Rourke, and Willis. What in the world? They probably like, okay, the eye doesn't go to the middle. They're going to go start at the edges and work their way. So it's kind of building them last. And it's also like Stallone, and this is Schwarzenegger, like, hey, Sly, you keep me off of the poster, okay? It's, It's just for the fans. I've got seven lines. I'm good. That's a thing I don't remember. Does anybody remember the lead up to this movie? Was it known that Arnold was in it? Yes, because part of the uh, I think you see in the trailer the scene of Church and uh, oh. Mouse talking about like who's going to take it. And like Stallone, I'm not kidding you. Stallone is most is a good portion of the trailer. 
Well, of course. No, 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 Schwarzenegger, I mean. Oh, Schwarzenegger, yeah. Yeah, my name is... <laughs> I'm almost doing Ventura there. The, just the name Trent Mouse. This Arnold Schwarzenegger being, yeah, my name is Trent Mouse. Like, I am Tit Mouse. Oh. I am playing the role of Tit Mouse. Isn't it fantastic that I've named this character name that I can't even pronounce and I've gone <laughs> 40, no, 50, 60 years with it? <laughs> and those are the agonizing cries of the Schwarzenegger. <laughs> so we we start with what like fucking this Somali pirate whatever. Pirates. Yep, it's a real previously on the Expendables, <laughs> which is kind of I mean honestly if you're sticking to the formula of like yeah, classic sure. 80s action movies, this is the way you want to go. And yeah, they they are well. For, it's really fucking dumb because the first thing you see is a badass motorcycle, and before you can even like make sense of where this motorcycle is, who may be driving this motorcycle, anything like that. Nope, now we're on a boat and there's dudes in a cargo hold that are being oh. held hostage. Transitioning from the motorcycle to the boat, you need like a fat guy harmonica going on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. I mean, this has a this has a wonderful divorced guy soundtrack right here. <laughs> oh, you're talking yep. about Credence, you're talking about Mountain, you're talking about what uh, the Georgia satellites, Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> this was designed for that DVD guy that got a divorce. Like, it's <laughs> Dude, scientifically honestly, engineered because you're hanging out with all your muscle buds and you're listening <laughs> to your fucking music and everything. I can smell the divorced dad mahogany furniture right <laughs> through this movie, dude. This movie should be called Better Off Without Her. <laughs> yeah, Better Off Without Her. I'm going to watch parts of it while I make this model airplane by myself and huff glue. Yep. <laughs> It's missing uh, Evil Ways by Santana, but I'll let it slide. <laughs> and I am making a bunch of ground meat and onions in a bowl. That's kind of it. It's, that's, it's, a, that's, a, that's a dinner. Ground beef, onions, got a can of, can of frijoles in there. <laughs> I oh, am, oh, uh, I oh, am sad. Got to call that, it a, a hash. I thought these were beans, <laughs> but they're dog food. It's fine. Well, two. Too late now. It's all mixed in together. I'm you know, eating dog food again. It, you know what? At least it's wet. I need wet meats. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing better before a workout than eating a uh, uh, kibble. <laughs> oh, and it's going to be a hard workout today. I'm going to blast the credence because Sharon has served me with papers. <laughs> uh, oh, she got engaged on Facebook. Fired up the Expendables again. <laughs> oh, finally got my alimony is tyranny bumper sticker. <laughs> Well, look at that. My 15-year-old daughter called me a piece of shit in front of all of her friends and maybe a science teacher. That was embarrassing. Time to go fire up the Expendables DVD. <laughs> There's only one safe space for me anymore, and that's the official Marshall Tucker Band Facebook page <laughs> where I lead the forum. Uh, <laughs> uh, tough day. Uh, my Sharon's mother died, and I actually had a pretty good relationship with her, but I actually can't go to the funeral because of all the difficulties we've had. Better fire up the Expendables. <laughs> ah, the sweet... <laughs> ah, the sweet warming glow of the Expendables <laughs> as I cry over being banned from a funeral. <laughs> He'll cry even more when he gets banned from that Facebook group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, John Wick. That's what I'd be if I ever met Jeff. <laughs> well, they're turning on the mods. Better turn on the Expendables DVD. Turning on the mods. Well, just got back from Sharon's house where I stole Jeff's Blue Lives Matter bumper stickers off his car and went home and put it on mine. <laughs> Time to fire up the Expendables DVD. Afterwards, I'm going to pretend to be a police officer. <laughs> 
bumper stickers are expensive these days. <laughs> oh, all of this is a more interesting movie than The Expendables. You know, uh, Jesse yeah. Ventura should have been in one of these movies. A thousand percent. Of course. I cannot believe we've managed to get through three of these movies without him. And that just leads me to believe that Stallone must really hate that guy's guts. Well, I, I, bet I can't believe we, we got 30 minutes of that talking about him. Yeah, I mean, they probably they, Stallone probably cut him out of Demolition Man on purpose, right? Mm. Oh, we like, ne- yeah, we never uh, we crossed swords after that. I'll tell you, that was a hell of a fight. Uh, yeah, hashtag release the Ventura cut. <laughs> all I'm saying, there's a copy of that movie out there, and I'm in it. Rat tail and all. Dennis Leary tries to eat my rat tail. Turns out when you call Sly at 3 a.m. in the morning and scream at him in a coke rage, he doesn't return your calls after that. I bet it's something really petty, too. Like like Jesse Ventura took the last eclair from the fucking craft service table. <laughs> hey, look, I'm, I'm the big cat. I eat first and last, Jesse. Uh, hey, wait a minute, everybody. Uh, hang on. Uh, we're shutting down production. We're shutting down production for the day. I specifically left an eclair right on this table, and it is gone. Production is shut down for the day. I don't know what to tell you. Hey, buddy, that was getting a little close to the garbage. I thought that was okay. thought that was a kosher eclair, if oh you know God. what I mean. So it's like the Seinfeld episode where like Stallone sees Jesse Ventura eat like an eclair out of the garbage, and he's just like, what? I don't know about this guy. Uh, yep, just going to go on record saying that that was not the first time I lost work due to eating garbage. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so it's a Somali pirate thing. It's kind of stupid. There is, you know, they, they, the Expendables show up. Uh, they're about to behead these guys on camera. So we're doing a lot of that. It's 2010, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. We, we are loving fake terrorist videos and movies. Yeah. But and, like the, the, the motivation for these terrorists is just, I mean, they're not ter- right. There's pirates and it's money and greed and whatever. I, I, it, there's hostages, I guess, but it's muddled. I, I, yeah, I wish I had any semblance of knowledge of what is happening. Here. Sure, but here's a question, and I'm pretty sure the answer is accidental because it's a bad movie, but is it possible that when they were like constructing this movie, it was like, all right, what did those old movies we used to do have? Oh, vague villains with no real motivation? I Got it. Fair. Let's put that. I mean, I, I'm going to guess that it's just a... It's a shitty movie, so no. But and it's just the opening, so who cares, right? I guess just get over it, savvy. <laughs> yeah, sure. We do get some fun. I, what you call it? Terry Crews has three lines, but he has this fucking super gun, which rules. I love this super gun. It it turns yeah. people into spaghetti. It's fucking awesome. It's really great. I'm not made of stone. Doesn't um. Doesn't Lundgren Dolph has it lose? Oh, Lundgren Dolph has it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He totally blows that one guy. Like the leader, the guy who's like making the video. You just see this guy explode. And while there are, oh, he's like warning shot. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> they're doing a thing where it's like, "There's your money. Release the hostages," sort of a thing. Um, and this guy's like not doing it. He blows him to pieces. I will say. While there is a lot of uh, legit um, pyrotechnics in this movie, there are some decent action scenes going on. There's also a real hefty amount of people turning into computer cartoons and exploding. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that is straight from the 2008 Rambo because Sylvester Stallone figured out 
whatever Adobe Premiere patch that was <laughs> or After Effects patch to make people explode on that movie and was like, well, I gotta get my money's worth out of this. Because people are popping like grapes in this movie, too. I guess squibs got too expensive. I think that's the general argument, right? It's like guess, computer yeah, shit think- is cheaper, but it's 2010. It, it doesn't look horrendous in this movie, but it doesn't look great. Yeah, I, I, I think it looks pretty terrible. It, it I, I, I can't take it. But the squib thing, it's like we, it was too expensive because of all the clothes, you know? And then you have to redress the set. Right. I yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and the last thing people working on The Expendables want to do is laundry. <laughs> and it's just like the last thing they want to do is give a shit about their movie. No. Uh, uh, there's what? What is with this like super night vision purple shit going on? Dude, it's the, only once in the movie and is never explained. The purple and orange like sunglasses that they're all wearing. Yeah, I don't know. Talk about straight out of Demolition Man. Also, they fuck this up. Like I'm like the right out of the gate, they fuck it up because they all have <laughs> uh, these heat vision uh, glasses, and that's how they kill most of the pirates. But then they cut to a shot where it's the heat vision of them propelling down to shoot the rest of the pirates. I'm like, yeah. who has these fucking glasses? Dude, the Predator was there off screen. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. that checks out. That totally checks out. No, I you knew know, that I, alien was around. I, I offered the Predator top billing. He was a little busy. Uh, hey, Sly, just got off the phone with my buddy, the Predator. Uh, hearing some rumors around the old rumor mill that uh, you offered the alien a role in Expendables. As far as I can see, buddy, and I saw the movie, no aliens to be found. You know, you know, I was aggressively following Sven Oli Thorson, and I heard him on a phone call with somebody talking about Predator's going to be in this movie, and I'm not, and Sven's not. Yup, so then I went down to Sven's house and I knocked him unconscious and put his clothes on and pretended <laughs> to be him, and yet the phone didn't ring. L- listen, Predator, you're in and you're out in an afternoon. It's just a cameo. Listen, don't play hardball with me, man. Yeah, all right, Predator, fine. You can have the last eclair at the table. You can, th- you can throw your little uh, knife thing at a Randy Culture or whatever his name is. <laughs> all right, I promise we'll try to fix your spaceship, all right? <laughs> There's a weird part in this scene where Dolph Lundgren wants to start torturing people and they're all totally against it, which was good news. Well, he wants to hang a pirate. He's like, what? We're not hanging pirates? It's good to hang pirates. (laughs) Yeah, it's good to hang pirates, right? That's his line. The thing is, he watched the fucking Pirates of the Caribbean movies (laughs) and was firmly on the British Navy and East India Tea Company side. (laughs) The way that he says it's good to hang pirates is like, it's like information you would give about bears. Like, oh no, no, no. You wanna you wanna hang a pirate. It's just safer that way to hang the pirate. If you don't did, hang the pirate, they come back as ghosts and they'll rob us. Did you see what they did to that poor Norrington in that movie? He was the hero of the movie and then he gets killed. Yeah, I heard that they're making a fourth Pirates of the Caribbean movie. After you lose Norrington, you lose me, buddy. (laughs) We've not talked about Dolph Lundgren in this movie. He looks like six people stitched together. It is... Dude, I thought I accidentally turned on some sort of modern-day Frankenstein movie. (laughs) Absolutely. He does look... He looks like Frankenstein. It's insane. I mean, he's so big. And I mean, I guess because the rest of the cast is, like, relatively short. He looks like he's nine feet tall in this film. Yeah, he's huge. 
I guess the weird thing is like I kept on looking at him and he was making these weird faces and I'm like, it, I didn't understand it. But now that you're saying it's drugs, is that his high face? Like these wincing smiles and like open like mouth like ha ha ha. I mean, I think I mean I think yeah, part of it is like again, the plastic surgery. Sure. So there's that going on. So your mobility in your face is fucked See, up. The thing is, it might he would just he just needed time to like let that shit rest. Because he didn't look terrible in what, like Aquaman and yeah. no, he looks normal him, in Aquaman. I followed him on Instagram, which was great because recently did a video like Hey, happy midsummer to my Swedes. Going <laughs> back to LA. Bye. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it was awesome. He looked great. I mean, it's, I don't know what the the contest was to like look. Who can look like the worst Halloween costume out of these guys? But Dolph is not looking good here. And I think it's a thing where like maybe Stallone was the culprit. He's like, hey, hey guys, maybe put a little bit of this uh, fucking horse semen in your. <laughs> Body or whatever I got in trouble for that time. You know, Dudikoff's looking a little too good these days. I think he's got to get on a boat and get out of here. Listen, I, I I, wanted the Predator. I absolutely did, but he refused to do Botox. And then you can't be an expendable. Sorry, Predator. Uh, and everybody's asking, hey, Sly, where's Steven Seagal? Sly, where's Steven Seagal? And let me tell you something. Uh, Botox can do nothing for that man. <laughs> you ever stick Botox in a donut, my friend? Bad news. Yeah, one time. <laughs> of course, of course, Mickey was an immediate yes. <laughs> of course, oh, free Botox, sign me up. Uh, I do love so, like, uh, the number two is here is Statham. And he's a knife guy, but the thing is, like, if you've got a knife guy, no one else can be knife guy. Later, fucking Lundgren's got this big fucking knife. Uh, Mickey Rourke's does Lundgren got a knife. have? Does Lundgren have the fucking Aladdin sword? This huge thing? Yes. yes. Yeah. He uh, then he gives it to what was his it, Lee Christmas? Yes. Is that right? Yes. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, man. You after Dumb and Dumber, you can't have anyone with the last name Christmas. <laughs> yeah, <you're right. laughs> Come well, on. Apparently, they're doing a spinoff because Jason Statham spinoffs are all the rage. Hobbs and Shaw and whatnot. So they're going to do one from this with him in the lead, supposedly. No, get out of town. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Where, Expendables colon a Christmas story. Where he's literally saving uh, uh, Santa Claus from terrorists. <laughs> no, no, no. I <laughs> thought you were both joking when I, you were talking about that on the text. Okay, I think Chris is joking. No, go, I'm go, telling the go truth. to Letterbox right now and look at the plot synopsis. Right. It was Ernest P. Worrell in that one, too? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe they got him. And uh, you know what? And Santa Claus played by the Predator. They finally yeah, got, him. They got him. <laughs> they, made, they made a deal that he couldn't refuse. <laughs> I wish Jim Varney could have been in the Expendables because then Vern could be like the government contact. Now, hey, think- Vern, I'm getting stabbed in the heart. <laughs> oh, yeah. He screams the disguise guy. Oh, that's yes. what this movie's missing, by the way, is a disguise expert. Exactly. Well, that's the thing is, if you've got knife guy and you supposedly have explosion guy, you're absolutely right. You absolutely need disguise guy, and that should be Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. not, just, not just Jim Varney, but just Ernest P. Worrell? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, yes. they're trying to hang pirates. <laughs> Ernest was the best at disguises. You ever see those movies? Because then suddenly he's dressed as a Roman centurion somehow. Absolutely. Uh, or oh. he, he often was disguised as his own mother. <laughs> oh, right, with like the neck brace? Yep. 
Listen, we, we, Jim played hard, bro. We tried to get both Jim and the character of Ernest in the film. But he really, he really is a real stickler for the creator rights, is all I'm going to say. Uh, we had uh, Weird Al Yankovic was to play our surveillance guy, Simp. Uh, and, uh, you know, those were just on the cutting room floor, but it just wasn't good enough for the expendables. Uh, I, I mean,. Not that I don't believe you guys, and not that it's a totally trustworthy source, but there's nothing on IMDb about this movie. It's well, in Wikipedia, for yeah, sure. That's where that's where I saw it. So you know what? It might be an elaborate I, prank. I choose to believe. I believe. Well, I mean, the people who like monitor his career are the ones who get his IMDb updated, which but is like, why I'm I, going for that. Sure. I mean, but like maybe they're negotiations. But I just feel True. like Statham, like that dude, can't walk down the staircase without appearing in another movie. So. <laughs> No, I you're absolutely it. right. Oh, my God. He's in another fucking Guy Ritchie movie that's already in post-production. Oh, of course he is. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> With the great title, Cash Truck, by the way. <laughs> oh, you better look out for the cash truck. <laughs> beep, beep. Here comes the cash truck. Wow, look at this cash, is that, no, is that Was that his payment or was that the movie title? <laughs> <laughs> Statham, Josh Hartnett, fucking uh, noted car actor Scott Eastwood, uh, Burn Notice himself, Jeffrey Donovan, and Holt Mick- uh, Michelaney. Oh. Uh, what's his face from Mindhunter? The 50th film from Guy Ritchie. <laughs> Money pay. Dude. <laughs> Money pay. <laughs> Let me tell you something. We tried to watch his The Gentleman. Because I was like, oh, let's see. I thought for the longest time that this was a... Uh, uh, spin-off movie of uh, whatever that those uh, English action movies are there. We did one of them. What the fuck are they called? Oh, oh, oh mm. The Kingsman. Yeah, I, I thought it was that because the poster and the font are exactly the same. We turned that movie off after like an hour when we realized that even though we were both sitting there doing nothing but watching the movie, we had no idea what was going on. <laughs> Not a fucking clue. You think, like, you think you've seen some poorly structured movies? Try to make sense of how that movie is structured. Well, so, Chris, you can back this up that the plot doesn't make sense of The Gentleman? Yes, it makes no <laughs> sense. Uh, also, it's just bad. It's, it's all like bad Guy Ritchie jokes that were, weren't funny in 98 and still aren't. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever this cold open finishes we're all heroes of the day blah 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 blah, blah. Yeah, he, he's, uh, uh Dolph Lundgren is only taken into custody for a little while for trying to hang this pirate he's <laughs> flown back to the United States in chains <laughs> uh which is I feel what you have to do to a Frankenstein monster yes, who's addicted sure. to drugs <laughs> yeah um and the way <laughs> <laughs> the way that they are uh, justifying his freak out, and I think why he's not like turned into authorities or murdered or anything like that is they keep saying the life just got to him. Mm. You know, like you can only do this mercenary work for so long. The life just gets you. I think Stallone has some line about like the life's going to get us all. And yes, I'm like, yeah. so you're all planning on turning? Well, <laughs> yeah. I think because they all go, you eventually go crazy. Like once you hit like 12,000 souls harvested for the <laughs> right. devil, like something snaps in your brain. Well, yeah, the joke is like, oh, Randy Couture is such a such a weirdo. He's going to therapy. It's like you should all be in therapy. You kill people for a living. Like there should be a guy on the team. Who's yes. called Brains? Mm-hmm. And that guy's just a licensed psychotherapist. You know who it is? Steven Tobolowski. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Tobo plays Brains, the uh the the in-house 
counsel slash, uh, you know, a psychotherapist to the Expendables. He's got an office in the back of Mickey Rourke's tattoo parlor. This is all making so much sense. And he's got an office in the back of that plane they have. <laughs> oh, yin yang, that does sound dramatic. <laughs> so you, know you, what, you know what, yin yang? It's not your fault. It's not your fault, yin yang. <laughs> that think- grade was that grenade was going to blow up either way, yin yang. I think I think it's a good thing that you're thinking about becoming a father. <laughs> that's a what prob- is that horse shit in this movie? Oh yeah, but that's probably an unfortunate name they gave Jet Li. Ah uh, yeah, it a, sucks. A it, touch on the awful. racist side. Yep, it totally sucks. Um, just realized by the way, I really like Jet Li's IMDb picture. Ooh. I like Jet Li. I like, period. Yeah, I One do like thing, Jet Li a lot. Yes, Jet Li in this movie, I like how he's just like, you know, I can't do the job. I need more money for my family. This is important. He keeps doing. He finally admits he doesn't have one. It was nice little. That's all he does in this movie, really. And it was well, it was a funny enough moment. If anything, I'd say that this character, who they have named Yin Yang, uh, maybe isn't making as much money as some of the other Expendables. You no, know, what that I mean? makes sense, right? You yeah. know, like hey, uh, you know, Jet Li's like, hey man, I'm fucking busting my ass, kicking the shit out of dudes, and meanwhile, Mister Christmas didn't even come on this mission, and oh. he's getting a huge cut of something. <laughs> oh, I just realized it's just Jet Li. It's not even part of the fucking role he's just telling stallone i need more money to keep filming this scene uh, we had uh, all these uh, documentarians filming the production of the movie and a couple of times me and jet were driving down to whataburger and uh, he'd start talking to me about the old money game again <laughs> yeah and we left it in the movie yeah, Yin Yang and fucking Rudder or whatever Terry Crews' name is uh, are starting oh, like Expendables Union. Yeah. Hail Caesar, by the way, I believe that's is his, his name. name. Hail- to, I didn't hear it in the movie. <laughs> I saw it on a Wikipedia. I, I saw it on his razor blade, and I thought that was just a stupid thing. Like I, I, I like Caesar, so he's on my razor blade. H A L E is the first name, uh, and then and then Caesar. But by the way, the most probably, possibly, I should say possibly, I've never met him. Possibly the most accurate name for any of these guys, Mickey Rourke's character's name is Tool. Because yep. <laughs> he owns... Here's my question. Does everyone live at this facility that Mickey Rourke is running? Or... Oh, like is it an Expendables clubhouse? Yes. Uh, it looks like Sly is sleeping there, at least for a while. I don't know if anyone lives there, but that's it's like... Mickey Rourke is sort of their handler because he eventually answers a phone call to coordinate a job. Yes. So I guess that is the clubhouse and he's... Well, the connect, he's the guy on the dark web or whatever. I, I think he's a former knife guy. Like Statham was the <laughs> replacement it. knife guy. Man, and he brother, was the original. I, can't, I can't be the knife guy no more. I just I can't can't get through it, brother. You're definitely right, Chris. I think there might be something to that because they are doing like battle of the knife tossing a lot in this movie. And Stallone asks him, like, Gunner's out. Do you want back in? Yes. Oh, right, 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 right. When when Sly gets a fucking back tattoo. I had a real problem with this fucking back tattoo scene and Chris Cabin is the only other uh, WHM member who has a tattoo can attest to this. There's a thing because he's he's trying to get this like big expendables tattoo like on his back and it's like the logo and blah, blah, blah. And Rourke is like, oh, you, you know, finally get the rest of these letters fixed up or whatever. And so, like, Stallone sits down in the chair and Rourke starts going at it and everything. And you see him, like, starting to work on, like, he has expend, I think, and then he just needs, like, a bulls to finish. So he's working on the A. And then, like, Statham comes in 
there's like three lines of dialogue and then it's like Mickey Rourke being like, well, you're all set to go. <laughs> and then like he stands up and the tattoo's finished and I was like, it's been three minutes and there's, there's no, like, no way. I know aloe applied to this thing at all or anything No, just like put, that. Your, put your fucking t-shirt back on, dude, because that's how a man gets a tattoo. Yeah, I thought it was uh, uh, like just a touch-up, but like maybe he was paying in installments. <laughs> He's like, Listen. I could only do the E and the X today there, uh, Tool. <laughs> he, he opens up his head. He's got like 90 cents and three buttons. What'll this get me? <laughs> Oh, wait, I, uh, damn it. He's like patting his fucking pockets. He's like, oh, I thought there was a coupon somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but meanwhile, Jason Statham's got this Z story between him and Charisma Carpenter uh. where he shows up to her house and she's like, hey, we haven't talked in a month and we're barely going out. He's like, yeah, but I'm here now, baby, and I've got your favorite champagne. <laughs> and it's like, okay, uh, then there's this dude. It's my favorite guy in the movie. I love this dude. He just goes, Lace, Lace, what's going on? What's with the guy? Lace? <laughs> is he calling her Lace? It's That's her Lace. name, is Lace. It's oh, just Lace? Lace? Not even yeah. Lace? Like she's like a fucking American gladiator. Everyone has a dumb expendable name. Even people who don't even know about the expendables. It's insane. <laughs> oh, the- well, at least on IMDb, she is credited as Lacey. Oh, okay. okay, so that he's, makes oh, sense. I guess. I've had intercourse with you four times. Yeah, you're lace now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're honorary expendable. You are. <laughs> we either need way more of this, like trouble on the home front plot yes. line, or way less of it. Absolutely, because it's only two scenes. It's this scene, and she's like, "Listen, you know, you go away. I don't know who you are. Blah blah blah." And I can't be bothering with you. And he's like, don't let me kill your boyfriend, baby. And he <laughs> rides off on his motorcycle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure whatever he does is ethical. <laughs> and the other scene is what he, I mean, because we can just talk about it now. It's my, sure. one of my favorite scenes in the movie is that he comes back because it has nothing to do with the plot at all. It's like, no. I think after the big first siege on the island, he comes back and it's this dude playing basketball with all these dudes. And he like, She's got a bruise on her face because, of course, she does. Yep. And it's like, who did it? And he knows. He drives. The guy's like, what? You want some? And then he beats the fuck out of all these guys. Dude, it is quite possibly the best scene in the movie, honestly. Because, yep. one, again, it feels like a completely different movie. It is. Yep. Uh, it takes place just on a basketball court in the middle of the day so you can see everything. And Jason Statham lays waste to these weekend warrior basketball dudes and it is hilarious it is great this this fucking shit belongs in like a the wrestler-esque movie but a, about a, like a retired black water guy <laughs> that's just getting into fights at the supermarket and shit i don't know uh, it was weird <laughs> when <laughs> it was weird when charisma carpenter had a voiceover where she goes it should you know most girls wouldn't have enjoyed when she watched her boyfriend beat karate fight 12 fat guys <laughs> on a basketball court but i have to admit it turned me on Steve, that's actually in the sequel. Okay. Oi, yeah. oi, hide this somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> they are stealing way more from Martin Scorsese in the second movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it sucks too because, like, I'm a you know I'm a fan of Buffy. I'm a big fan of Angel. I, especially with also the watching of Angel, really had me come around to uh, Cordelia, the character that she played in, on those shows, and I actually grew to like her quite a bit in that kind of a role, like doing a little bit of comedy here and there, like sort of playing the dits, but proving it's like she could be better than just playing the dits. And in this movie, like it's really just a thankless nothing role. Yeah, just two, it's two scenes. It's the I'm the girlfriend. Oops, I got hit. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. 
She's in the second one. I don't remember like to what extent though. She probably gets kidnapped. I'm going to put money on her getting kidnapped. But it's a big lesson, though, for any of uh, you folks out there that are thinking about dating a mercenary, man. Mm. That's just not the life that you can also settle down with a partner. The funny thing about the names is that they all have stupid names, except for fucking Sylvester Stallone's name is Barney Ross. Which is like, that's that's a guy who wants a delicatessen. (laughs) That's that's an Ernest Borgnine character name. Yeah, I'm Barney Ross. The best gefilter fish is at Barney Ross's. <laughs> yeah, actually, you're totally right, Kevin. That does sound enough like Barney Greengrass. Yep. Yeah, I could see this happening. That's a better movie, too. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone trying to... He's, for whatever reason, it's a fish-out-of-water thing where he's this big jacked Italian in a fucking <laughs> old Jewish uh, deli. Uh, I got a double liverwurst here. Nobody's <laughs> claiming it. What the, come on. <laughs> hey, hey, who here had a double liverwurst? Fetch up. <laughs> Uh, wait a minute, you try to, wait a minute, or Ernest Borgnine, you're trying to tell me that that fish is supposed to smell like that? <laughs> Whoa. Then he cuts it in half with scissors. <laughs> His car in this, by the way, looks very much like the Cobra car. It does. Oh, know? the little black truck that he drives? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of stuff. That we're, we're farting around the Expendables Clubhouse, and then finally it's like, I got a job for you guys. You want to go get it? And he goes to this church, and it's Bruce Willis, and he's like, oh, and he's like, yeah, you can call me Mr. Church, because that's where we are. <sighs> I used to I, be, wait, hold on. I, is that Mr. McDonald's, or is that uh, <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Burger King? Mr. Wendy's, <laughs> look at you go. <laughs> nice to meet you, Mr. Hardy's. <laughs> I oh, Mr. Hardy's, dude, oh, look out God. for that guy. Mr. Staples, <laughs> Mr. Back of the Staples. <laughs> Mr. Back I remember of the in 2010 when this came out, I was like, Bruce Willis is too good for this movie. And then I was like, no, that's this is exactly uh, where I've been. Does he nah, amp up in the, in the sequels and do anything? Or he no? does. No. He does more action. There's one big action scene with him and Schwarzenegger in a mini car. That's something. That, oh yes. Oh, actually, I do remember that. Yeah, and I don't remember it. I got it. I really got to revisit those. I kind of might after this too. I'm kind I, of on a track du- here. Yeah, the dumb names continue, Steve. I don't know if you know this. Actually, I might have texted you earlier, but uh, his name is Jean Villan. Oh, oh, Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Because yeah. he's a villain. Yeah. Uh, oh, I get it. Uh, long time no see, Mister Sex Dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's fucking right. Here I am, <laughs> finally. I filmed all my scenes in a basement in Russia. <laughs> Is he still in Russia, by the way? What's that? Is he still in Russia? I think so. I think he's so. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, can't, he can't come back to the United States, no. right? He's, a, he's an enemy of the state. Oh, look, it's a Mr. My Mom's house. I'm your father. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> my Mom's house. <laughs> Oh, hi there, Mrs. My Mom's House. Nice to see you, too. I'm your mother. Why? What is with this? What is going on? Bonnie, what's happening? <laughs> and what's most frustrating to me about this scene where Sylvester Stallone meets with Bruce Willis is that it should be my favorite scene in the movie. Yep. Ar- Arnold, to me, is the guy. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Arnold's you know, always been the uh, guy. I don't think that, I don't think that's up for debate anymore. Honestly, I think Sly's yeah. Sly's number two. Arnold's number one. Period. End of story. Yep. Yep. Sly has made more movies, but like Arnold is just the guy, yeah. and like it fucking sucks when there's these dumb teases like this, and then it's like, 
well, I have to go back to being the governor. Here's all these other dudes in this movie you kind of didn't really want to watch anyway, Andrew, but here you are. Exactly. I, I mean, you know, it's like mi- so frustrating. Yeah. Mr. I mean, it's such a brief moment. I mean, Mr. Church is like, does that, do either of you know this island? And Arnold goes, yeah. It's so good. It's like his only line. <laughs> but I love hearing a fucking Arnold, yeah. And then... And then he leaves, and they do this line like, "Oh, what's what's his deal?" And he's like, "Oh, he wants to be president." <laughs> oh yeah, hilarious Stallone. <laughs> no, my that. favorite put down is before Schwarzenegger goes it's like, "All right, Bonnie, you can do the job. Hey, let's have dinner in about a thousand years." <laughs> yeah, loser. Hey, high five. Too slow. <laughs> I mean, I, hey, hey, up, hey. Up high, up high. Oh, hey. no, just adjusting my hair. Hey, Bonnie. Bonnie, listen to this before I leave this church. I have one request from you. Pull my finger. <laughs> ah, Bonnie, you fucking idiot. Bye. I, I yeah. like the idea that when he says, when he says, oh, you could give it to this guy. He likes playing in the jungle. That that was a specific dig at the Rambo yeah. movie. Yeah. Right? That guy over there. I'm too busy. Listen, everybody. We are working on California, bringing it back to its former glory. And by that, I mean running it into the ground. In about 15 years, I'll look like a reasonable Republican, though. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Just trust me. I'm going to come out the other side. I'm going to have a couple of friends who are actually small horses. They're going to live (laughs) in my house. It's going to be great. Trust me. You're going to love me again. Don't worry about it. Yeah, isn't that right, Lulu? Come here and we let me get you in a headlock. And then let me say that this guy loves playing in the jungle, even though this movie's ripping off my movie, uh, Commando. <laughs> Commando. Commando. Dude, fucking Commando yes. has the exact same plot of a fucking tiny island dictatorship running drugs or whatever, and they go down there and chop up all their military men. Well, that's what's interesting, though, dude, and great point, because, you know, what that movie was referencing you know to a degree i feel was you know uh what this movie is also trying to reference was just shit with like uh noriega right yeah. and the 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 united states was specifically the cia's interest in uh you know profiting off of drug and weapon running and all that good stuff i well, give th- this movie credit for for weaving in the cia as being villainous yeah i i think it's great too but you're referencing shit that happened 30 years ago there's gotta be other fucking scandals you can work I, and and that's why it, it, i mean you're saying like it, it's aping commando like mm-hmm. and, and i think part of it is because so much of the political commentary that they're going for not that we're done with south america and fucking ruining those people's lives but like it's just an outdated story to be ripping I, from the headlines but in we, a way, I, I, I think they want to stay fictional because they can't they're not gonna throw in maduro or yeah. something like that. That's just not going to happen. Oh, we're not going to do the or Middle East or anything like, like that. We're not touching that shit because it's, no. still, it's still going well, on. The Expendables aren't going to train, you know, Osama bin Laden and all them because Rambo already did it in part three. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that. Yeah. Uh, 9-11 definitely happened because of John Rambo. Um, no, but 100%. it's just it's it's a weird. Well, because like Commando is a fake country, too. So I'm not saying that you have to address it directly you can just use it as an analogy for a more current event i guess it's cool. like really like do do real country names but like wildly fictionalize it like yeah we gotta go up and kill a bunch of canadians <laughs> <laughs> uh someone's taking over canada and we gotta take it back <laughs> take it back <laughs> 
We have to defend Never Never Land. <laughs> well, this yes. is it. This is it. Santa Claus is taking over Canada because yeah. oh. it's near the North Pole. Sure. And we have to fight back the elvish horde. <laughs> I, I first met uh, Captain Hook in Bosnia. He was <laughs> he's slaughtered. You don't know what he did to the Serbs over there. Uh, Jim oh. Hook hated Serbs. <laughs> Man, to speaking of that, you know, those conflicts in the Balkans, um, Tool, uh, Mickey Rourke has a big weepy story about it. And within it, he mentions that he drinks Schlivovitz there, which was a nice uh, oh. localism. Well, let's just I talk totally about miss that. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's just like it's in the middle of the movie. It kind of turns the thing like Stallone doesn't know if he wants to do the job. And he's just like, hey, Tool, how's it going? He's like, yeah, just thinking about all the mistakes I made. And it's like, dude, this is whole story about, like, he witnessed this woman committing suicide and didn't do anything about it. And he's like, <laughs> yes. he's like in tears. It's like this real Mickey Rourke performance. And, it, yeah. and Stallone just kind of backs out of the room yeah. and doesn't say anything. <laughs> oh, oh, you're talented. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm going to get out of here. Oh, watch your woman kill herself. You got to pay extra for that? <laughs> Got that uh, black Dracula soul, brother. Yes. That is like the silliest line, but I love it. Black heart, black Dracula heart. (laughs) I mean, this thing, I mean, he is really going for it right here. He's like, and then I just kept walking over the bridge and then I heard the water splash. (laughs) She was dead. Yep. And then, That's my story. And right after that, Evan Rachel Wood wouldn't talk to me. And then, uh, no, no, Mickey, 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 wrong, wrong, wrong movie. Wrong, wrong movie, buddy. Yeah, the bad was... days, the gladiator days, y'all are nothing. No, Mickey, wrong movie. Wrong movie. He almost, he's almost sounding like Sling Blade in this. He's like, got... mm, I saw that woman kill herself. Mm, that's not right. Suicide's always preventable. Maybe he should be uh, Billy Bob Thornton as Slingblade should be one of these guys. Yes. Yeah. Oh fuck, dude. Yeah, the real life Expendables. Wasn't that based yeah. on a true story? That movie. Pro- I don't know. Probably Slingblade. I, I mean, thought it was. I, I mean, no it idea. sounds. I bet you a Slingblade happens in every state once a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. You know, here's the thing. By the way, Andrew Jupin cinematic skeletons in the closet. I've actually never seen that movie. It's it's oh, okay. It's good, good movie. I've just done, mm, that's not right, he's just a boy for like 20 years, but I've never actually it's seen it. It's based on a short film by Billy Bob Thornton. That's maybe what you're thinking, because I don't, I don't think that's a true story. Oh, okay. I'll look it up. But you go, okay. I, you yeah, know what? No. I, I bet it's, I, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that's a true story. <laughs> that's a true story. I feel like all this shit has happened before. I, I feel if Sling Blade was a true story, Werner Herzog would have already made a documentary about it. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Yes, that would have been right up his alley. As we all knew... It wasn't right because he was just a boy. <laughs> it's, it is called, yes, it, Little Sling Blade Needs to Slash. <laughs> he sits near the window and he talks to his pervert friend all uh, day. Show me the baby. Well, I buried it in the backyard. <laughs> you shouldn't hear this. You shouldn't hear this. You never listen to this tape ever. <laughs> Herzog should have been in one of these movies. Oh, hell Fuck. yeah. Well, if he can be the villain in John Wick, or not John Jack Wick, Reacher. Uh, Jack Reacher, you know, and in so great in Mando, if they're going to do an Expendables 4, get Herzog to be the villain. Yes, look at all this testosterone. <laughs> it is quite offensive. Uh, so whatever. So Mickey Rourke's like, by the way, here's the fucking job. There's this fake country, uh, this island named Valena. 
uh, or this is what Bruce Willis explains. Yeah. There's a general there or something or other. He is partnered with the CIA, Eric Roberts, uh, to get drugs out of his country. Everyone's making a bunch of money, but he's being terrible to the people of Elena. Uh, so Sly and Jason Statham, Mr. Christmas himself, decide that they're going to take their huge expendables plane, do a little like retcon or recon rather, like go down there, check out the scene, see if it's as bad as Bruce Willis is actually saying it is. Uh, and see if it's worth their time to do the job. How about send like two guys that don't like com- look like complete slabs of meat going down <laughs> yes. there? Like this is so stupid. This is where you get Ernest P. World as the disguise expert. Yeah, yeah, definitely, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be tough, right? You can't send Jet Li. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, no, send yeah, like send Jim Varney and like Judy Greer, whose like code name is Decoy. <laughs> <laughs> Decoy. Yeah. You that's know, like a bad G.I. Joe. Yeah, Look out, a- decoy! <laughs> well, you know, a different character like that would add a, more of a comic relief that this movie is crying for. It, it needs, really it. desperately needs comedy. And, like, it tries, but, like, you can't, like, it's everyone's being witty, but it's that stupid macho witty, witticism that's not funny because no one can con- commit to a joke because they're too fucking tough, you know? Like, that shit. Yeah. I don't appreciate dudes telling jokes, but they're, like, too cool and macho to be funny. Yes. So it's like, this is a line that I'm acknowledging is funny, but I'm too macho and I think it's stupid, so I'm going to deliver it poorly. <laughs> this, this, this sounds like one of our iTunes reviews. <laughs> By the way, in one of these scenes, Terry Crews is wearing a shirt that says penthouse. And like, I'm all for pornography, but let's not do PR for pornography. I yeah. think maybe not. So the, the shirt should just say like breasts yeah. <laughs> or yeah. ass. It should be like this is the publication that shows penetration. Female body <laughs> inspector. That's what I want. Terry oh, Cruz there you in. go. Yeah, there we go. No, because that's something about Terry Cruz's character works on a board sh- boardwalk if he's wearing that fucking shirt. <laughs> oh, geez, yeah. He's oh, part he of should the, have a Betty Boop shirt on. He's part of the order of Boop. <laughs> oh God, look out for that. <laughs> he, They're coming for you. He. Uh, they, they go to this island nation. It's it's Stallone and Statham who are the number one and the number two. And like, oh, we uh, work for the World Wildlife Federation. We're here to take pictures and like they let him into the country it's very this fucking poor uh um what do you call it the, the customs agent really gets it later in the movie and i don't think it's warranted i well <laughs> i liked it <laughs> it's it's pretty great i think but to what you're saying steve i was i was thinking about it last night i think when stallone shoots that dude he very pointedly Shoots him in both shoulders. Okay. Those aren't kill shots. He spares that guy. Got it. He, they, the rest of them are murdered instantly. But that guy <laughs> that gave him a little guff at customs, he just gets two shoulder uh, shots. Are you sure? I thought he was down for the count because he went for his gun too. Yes, he does. Because he, well, at this scene, like when they're giving, when he's going through, it's like, oh, what are you here for? They're like, oh, we're here to take photos of the live. It's like, what are you nervous? And then later, when he's about to murder him, he's like, "What are you nervous?" <laughs> and I do That's think right. he kills him. Yeah, I think he murders him too. Sadly. You think he does kill that guy? Yeah, I'm I sure. do. I think so. I mean, that dude dropped like a, you know, like. Well, a, you drop if you got two bullets in your fucking shoulders too. I don't. Well, you don't. You don't know me well enough. <laughs> I'm not well, going to remember it because I also have to listen to fucking Randy Couture talk about his avoided personality disorder and his ear story. <laughs> 
Yeah. But, Dude, I don't need to hear the science behind cauliflower ears and the expendables. Thank you very much. But first of all, if that, uh, back to the, the 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 guy really quickly. He's like 68 years old. He's at high risk for getting shot in both shoulders, okay? <laughs> like, it's not going to – maybe a younger man will walk out of that. But I don't know about our friend. I, I mean, also, this is such a small island republic. I think, the, I think Vatican City is bigger than this place. So those hospitals are overwhelmed from the carnage of this <laughs> rampage. Yeah. Well, that's it. It's so because they go around and they're looking at things and they see Eric Roberts at Stone Cold. Like they fuck up a, a fruit stand for some reason. I don't know what the fuck's going on here, but it is hilarious watching Stone Cold Steve Austin yell, Vamanos! Well, that's- hey, Vamanos! God darn it! That's a callback to when uh, you see General Garza shoot those three guys with Eric Roberts. Because they were all farmers, and like their whole thing is like all your goods go to us, so they're literally like taking all the fruits and vegetables for themselves to sell. But it's so stupid. Why are you killing fucking farmers, man? The whole beef that Eric Roberts has right here—he's talking shit to the general. He's like, "Hey, man, where's all the fucking cocaina? Like all the plants aren't ready yes. for harvest." And he's like, "You got to talk to these fucking farmers." And instead of just straightening them out. They murder all the farmers. Well, now who's growing the coke? Yeah, they have to like bring people in from out of country to farm. Seriously, it's so dumb. It's it, his whole plan is there will be a lot of cocaine here eventually, and yes. eventually we'll make a lot of money. I think. I mean, Eric Roberts is just like a really stupid villain, and he he's he's trying to he's trying to will things into into existence. It's 2010. He probably read The Secret, <laughs> <laughs> and and he's not a fighter anymore that's why i'm into griffith is because griffith would be able to fight still i think i think i don't know this I'm, version of roberts could kick some ass he doesn't do it though however yeah it doesn't do it so i feel like that was I a just, choice I, I just like roberts i like seeing roberts pop up in places i do think thomas Ian griffith would be great um maybe as a Ro- number two i mean i think i think stone cold is really wasted in the this. weird part about uh, he's definitely wasted in this movie the weird part as far, about- he wasted uh, role wise i don't think he's intoxicated Eric Roberts. <laughs> Eric I just Rob- want to get that out there. Eric Roberts Drink only says one thing, but it, to each character, but he can't say it again. And, and when they ask, "Look, I don't know," that's just the rules. <laughs> talking cat reference, anybody? Nope. A what reference? Sorry. A talking cat. Oh yes, yes, yes. I saw that once. I was really um, wasted and not the. Uh, you know, <laughs> you in know. the actual getting wasted. I, I was trying to figure out if that was an inherent vice line for some reason. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, what are you talking about here, dude? You're on fucking sweet Mexican brown. Why are you not? You know. Y- yeah, I am. Oh, that's what you were on when you were watching that. That's right. So you got high on heroin and watched a talking cat starring <laughs> Eric Roberts. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. That's the only way you're legally allowed to uh, uh, watch that picture. Oh, I see. Fair enough. I, I'm I'm kidding, obviously. I just I drank two beers and fell down on the mat. <laughs> yes, That's Mex- what Stone Cold does, right? Yeah, Mexican brown beer. That's right. Uh, yeah. So you know, he uh, Robert says this whole thing where he's trying to like you know bribe Garza, and Garza's like, you know, sometimes things just aren't worth the money. And er- er- great, good delivery from Eric Roberts in the scene. He's like, sure they are. Like, yes. totally brushes this guy off. Like, I I. Am in camp Eric Roberts in this movie. I think he's a decent villain. He's just not like fleshed out enough. Like everything else. Yeah, I I, I like watching Eric Roberts do anything. He does all those bad lifetime movies. I'm a, I'm an Eric Roberts stan. 
Ooh, look at you. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he does the Stalked by My Doctor series, which is really good. How many I'm of sorry, those are there's there? a series of what <laughs> it's the a, hell? It's what? at least three. There's like the first, it's like him. He's, he's a doc- in every one? Yes, he's the doctor that stalks. Wait, he goes so, from- <laughs> Wait how do these movies end then? How does he keep getting more stalking? He's, he's like the stepfather? <laughs> kind of, yeah, sort of. He like Jesus. goes- he goes from town to town as different doctors. I think the first one, it's him, like, attra- attracted to a young girl, and he thinks he's in love with her. And then, like, he plays, like, his multiple personality a lot. Like, it's like, you got to kill that girl, brother. And he's like, I can't. I'm in love with her. It's <laughs> no fantastic. way. And I believe the second one or third one is called Sleep Study or something like that. And it's oh. about insomnia. It's fantastic. Well, the, wait a second. These are, like, lifetime. So they're not, like, real movies? No, no. They're lifetime movies. Yeah, all right. My fa- I was about to say I'm going to get around to him, but now I'm definitely not going to get around to him. Weirdly, one of my favorite Eric Roberts performance is him as the two brothers in the Lifetime, the fake Lifetime movie in Cable Guy. Oh, oh right. Yes. Yes. Oh, He's incredible wow. in those scenes. Brother, sweet brother. Yes. The, yes. Oh, man. Oh, shit. I haven't thought about brother, sweet brother in a really long time. Uh, what they, instead of the Menendez brothers, it's like the sweet yes. brothers. Yes. One sweet of them's brothers. named like Michael and, and one of them's got another name. Okay. Yes. So he was in Stalked by My Doctor. <laughs> Stalked by My Doctor, The Return. Okay. Yeah, sure. Stalked by My Doctor, Patient's Revenge. Okay. And then where is it? Stalked by My Doctor, A Sleepwalker's Nightmare. Four movies, <laughs> four films. What in that is, fourth is one was, a, was he like a uh, Hannibal Lecter and like <laughs> the new Doctor Who stalking has to go see him no, to get just, like good advice. Oh, he just gets idea. away every time, man. Jeez. That's fucking crazy. Stalked by my Doctor Five, Doctor Saves Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Team up with all the themes of those bullshit television movies. Stalked by my Doctor versus a talking cat. You know, just. just <laughs> Uh, oh, it's important to mention though when they when Statham and Stallone go, uh, their handler is this woman named Sandra. Uh, it turns out that she is uh, the daughter of General Garza. Is the idea here? Uh, and this is uh, Giselle Etier. Um, she was in this. She was in uh, a lot of other Mexican productions that I have not seen. Uh, including something on Netflix called The Chosen One. Might not be a uh, Mexican production. Yes, it is. Um, anywho, so yeah, that's that's her. I think she's only in this movie. She's kind of, she's good, but like she's got nothing to do but get waterboarded for one scene. Jesus. Dude, the, this, I believe it's Stone Cold Steve Austin that enacts that waterboarding. <laughs> it's uh-huh. like, come on! That scene played a little too smooth for me, Stone Cold. <laughs> that Just is putting fucking, it out there. It's intense, but it's like, I guess... I, it's it's it it's definitely dates the movie, but it's also like we're are we we're trying to say something about the sins of recent America, which is oh, nice to see. I guess it's a good point, dude. I have to say because surprisingly, in this movie, written and directed by Sylvester Stallone and company, and starring and company, that <laughs> uh, this movie, such as it is, has a scene where waterboarding is portrayed negatively. Yeah, yeah that's nice. Yeah. Very surprising. It's not. Like, it's not displayed as a thing like to get the job done. Oh, they made me rewrite it. Expendables were the ones waterboarding everyone. Originally, look, I was for the war originally, but then they didn't do it the way I said they should do it. So now I'm I'm against the war now, even though I was for it for like I don't know fucking three years. <laughs> there is a decent fight here where uh, it's your first kind of like big yeah. thing after the opening, you know, the cold open action where like. 
uh, uh, Statham like jumps out of the woods to save, save Stallone's hide because like all these dudes roll up on Sandra and Stallone. And there's a lot of Jason Statham throwing knives uh, knives at people in this, yes. in this scene. It's pretty cool. I mean, this is a good scene. Like there's a lot of body slams and all sorts of shit. Yeah. Um, and we get to like, it, there's a big chase to like get back to the plane. Eric Roberts and Stone Cold and the rest of the, you know, army are after these guys. And you have this hilarious, like, Stallone running down this dock That's and, so like, stupid. jumping on the side of this plane like it's a Mission Impossible movie. He cannot move the way he needs to move. No, dude, it's really awkward watching him run down the dock on this scene because that is definitely Sylvester Stallone running and it looks very weird. I like the idea of, like, Tom Cruise saw this and was like, I bet you I can do that for real. <laughs> and then, it's like, entirely he, possible. And then he, like, calls St- Stallone up and bullies him a little bit about it. He's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you couldn't actually get on the on the plane, could you, though? You couldn't hold on to it. I could. That's yeah, I interesting saw, uh, that I could. Saw a lot of computer shots of you trying to hang from that plane. <laughs> <laughs> I actually hung from one. Yeah, you make fun of Scientology and see what it's given to me. <laughs> All of your thetans are slowing you down, but st- Tom, stop with the hard sell, okay? I went to a meeting. I got red. It didn't work out. <laughs> that shit, I got to say, brother, that shit. It's a little kooky. <laughs> Tom, it's 2 a.m. in the morning. Can I please put my daughter to sleep without you calling? <laughs> uh, they do an insane thing where they're like, they've gotten away. It's all like totally scot-free. And then they're like, uh, you want to go back and murder all those people? What the fuck? It's so <laughs> Which is insane, too, because it's like, well, where's Chandra? Oh, like she couldn't leave. She stayed behind. Let's double back. She might be in the body count now. <laughs> well, like, oh, she's not going to come because she's afraid of reprisal. Let's make sure it's going to be. Let's make sure she gets waterboarded. Let's blow some shit up. Yeah, I mean, I see a couple of children down there, but I mean, it's just a couple. I mean, we could just level <laughs> the place. Yeah, everybody can stand to lose a couple of kids, right? <laughs> I mean, this it's crazy. Like, they swing the plane back around. Jason Statham gets up in this like compartment where he's like sticking outside the nose of the plane. Yeah, it's insane. To I use this kinda, gun. I like the I like this sequence. It's it, pretty that, pretty cool. This the action in this movie is actually decent. My my argument is I think this should have been at the end. Like it's it's yeah. clearly a this is how Eric Roberts should have met his Yeah, demise. this is the, this is too big for the middle of your movie. I agree with that because the ending kind of starts to get bogged down for me with the like the shooting in the dark shit. Yep. Yeah. And yep. there's and they have to like do it for like every like Austin has to has his scene. Then we have to watch Roberts do his scene. Yes. And then it's all the like military guy. It's just it's too much. Well, I have to say though, we'll get to it when we get to it, but the demise of Stone Cold Steve Austin's <laughs> character in this movie is worth the price of admission pretty, alone. Pretty wonderful. But when they so they swing back around, like Statham guns all these dudes down and they're like dropping uh, like gasoline out of the plane at the same time. And then Statham like throws a cigar, Stallone, I think maybe throws. Oh, it's a flare. That's right. I was confusing with a cigar. Yes. Statham has a a flare that he tosses on the dock and the whole thing blows up and everyone is killed except for Eric Roberts and Stone Cold Steve Austin. (laughs) (laughs) Stone Cold gets, it'd be great if like in the beginning of the movie, Stone Cold has this huge head of hair. And then after this (laughs) scene, it burns off. He's like, God damn, I got to get that son bitch. He took all my hair. <laughs> they draw on eyebrows, and it's like, well, now you're just being difficult. 
difficult. I'll show you difficult, you some bitch. Same wig they <laughs> Rattlesnakes gave. coming after you. It's the same wig they gave Brendan Fraser in Airheads. <laughs> oh, Just man. really long. They fucking deformed here, goddammit. <laughs> How am I supposed to headbang? Oh, I, I like to headbang. I can't headbang no more. You guys ever see that show he's doing, that Broken Skull Ranch? What? No. I, I know that he has like a podcast that's also called something similar. I oh, think. really? Oh, I believe I'm pretty sure this is him. And it's just like he it's 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 like um it's sort of like an American ninja warrior, but with no money, and it's just like, yeah, climb up that pile of gravel. Go for it. <laughs> oh no way, are you kidding me? I'm not, and it's also I believe on Pluto TV kind oh, of as well. Oh man. Oh, I got to tune in. I have to say Stone Cold Steve Austin. Steve Austin, as he is. I believe his real name is Steve Williams. He may have had it legally changed to Steve Austin. He's a guy that'll surprise you. He's a guy that is 100% for things like marriage equality. He's a dude who fucking despises uh, the current arguments for the Confederate flag. Very surprising. It is. Yeah, he's, he's more progressive than you would think, which is to say at all. <laughs> at all. But also like beyond. Oh, no, for sure. Just like the bare minimum. It's it's he's kind of a fascinating guy, I have to say. Well, I mean, he, I mean, he's definitely one of the best politically of this cast then, because I know Stallone is a, is probably pretty right wing, just judging from his brother's comments. Well, he said no to uh, Trump wanted him to be like the, the head of the end, like of the arts like part of yeah. oh i remember that he did stallone, turn it down the, yeah he turned it down is, he's not an idiot no frank stallone's the idiot yeah <laughs> they wind up going back to avengers tower i mean uh, whatever the fuck this thing is <laughs> expendables mansion which is a fucking pile of dirt mickey rourke's tattoo parlor yeah slash i guess also bike shop yes and this is slash when, maybe pool hall i don't know and this is when like jet lee is they remember jet lee needs to be in the movie and <laughs> He's like giving Jet Li the Stallone's giving Jet Li the rundown. Where he's like, okay, and this is my favorite part of the movie. I, I tweeted about it last night. Stallone cannot because his mouth is so deformed say the word general, and that's hard. It's got a general. Uh, right. He's like, I don't know. This, this, we're not going to do the job. It's too hard. They got this journal there. It's going to be very <laughs> difficult. And if they did the, the journal, is going to get a. Yeah, we got to steal this little girl's journal and read it. <laughs> well, we have see. to face up against uh, Journal Garza and uh, fight <laughs> Journal Garza to the end. Jet Li's like, wait a second, are we battling a newspaper? What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, the San Francisco Chronicles amassing forces on the border right here and there. And then they're like, oh, hey, let's go for a drive. And they do. And oh, they're going to go tell Bruce Willis that they're not going to take the job. And on the way. No, no, wait a second. No, that's that's not correct. Oh. Stallone is saying he's going to do it. He's go. It, they're not doing the job. Stallone says he's going back there to get Sandra. Okay. Because this is right after the whole conversation with Mickey Rourke about how he ignored a woman committing suicide. <laughs> all that shit Good happens. Good luck with all that. Is <laughs> yeah, all exactly. Saying. And he's like, so he says something about like, you know, I'm not putting, uh, you know, a guilt trip on you guys or whatever. I'm just going to do this. This is my thing. You know, no guilt trip. Look, fellas, you know. I'm as confused as anybody. I don't know if I think of her as a daughter or as a girlfriend. <laughs> I can't. I, I, I'm all confused. I'm just doing what I, my heart tells me. Uh, Yeah. And so then, then so Jet Li is like. You know, fuck you, dude. Like, I'm coming with you kind of a thing. Okay. Yeah, and then this, because this is where Dolph Lundgren comes in 
uh, sort of chasing them in the car. Stallone's hilarious bulletproof car, like it's the 1940s Batman serial. <laughs> it's great. I mean, it's still, and Lundgren has already gone to Valena on his own and teamed up with Eric Roberts. And that's sort of a something. And yeah, he's just driving around. He's got a bunch of guys. This is actually a pretty good action scene as well. Okay. It's a great yeah. action scene. I do have a question, though, because it's Dolph Lundgren is chasing Stallone and Jet Li. And Dolph's like driving some truck or whatever. And then there's this other guy who's also just oh, a right. middle-aged, bald white man that I thought for like half the chase scene was Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just some other random dude. I mean, this is where you put your Jeff Speakmans yes. or Dudikovs or something. Give them one fun scene. Anybody. Yeah. Get in and out. Because it's one of the most memorable deaths in the movie. The guy's like calling out Dolph's character for like being crazy and whatever. And he's like, you're going to get us killed. You got to stop. And Dolph stomps this dude's skull to <laughs> until this man is dead while also yeah. driving the car. And he goes, you insect. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> sorry, no. sorry. But also Gunnar Jensen's like turn towards um, James Monroe. Is that the name yes. of Eric Roberts? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, it's a funny name. It's like a president or something. Um, <laughs> it would make more sense if Eric Roberts actually had drugs. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool to see some drugs in this well, movie. Well, that's a, it, there's a big sign outside of Valen that says drugs coming soon. It's yeah. like we're going <laughs> to listen, guys. We're going to bring the drugs back. It's gonna We're going to make America drugs again. <laughs> that is kind of the funniest thing, though, is like there's no drugs because the crop wasn't ready, like which we learned. So like. What are we doing? There is, what, there, yeah, there is why are we killing anyone? There is one drug shot. There's a bunch yes. of bricks at the end. Oh, that's when they're right. fi- they're fighting in front of like a wall of bricks of cocaine. It's in the basement where Terry Crews is loading up the big yes. gun. I feel oh, like okay, yeah. Roberts had to go to like the next uh Banana Republic over. He's like, listen, I made a big mistake. I just need listen, just give me a deal on a bunch of bricks because I got a buyer coming and I'll take a bath on it. But eventually we will have cocaine. Look, and please honor this gap promo code. <laughs> Look, I got this booger sugar from Bolivia. I can't get it from here because you killed all the goddamn farmers. Look, I'm getting caught with my pants down here, and I just need somebody to make a move on something. <laughs> Please take my shitty cocaine. My favorite, and he does it sometimes, Eric Roberts. He has that like squeaky voice occasionally, and my favorite part is here when he's like, you got your daughter, and she wants to kill you, and it's just bad Shakespeare. And it's like, oh, <laughs> yes. That's that's uh, the uh, uh, they're going to take my thumbs energy coming back at him. Exactly. <laughs> I've never actually seen the Pope of Greenwich Village. Good movie. Good movie, yeah. Uh, oh, also with Mickey Rourke. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, this actually leads to, there's, I mean, there's a big chase and everything. A lot of cars get tossed here and there. They wind up in some foundry or warehouse Obviously. or something. Uh, and I got to say, pretty rad fight scene here between Dolph Lundgren and Jet Li. And for the most part, Jet Li is beating the shit out of Dolph Lundgren. Ever loving shit out of this guy. It, it's awesome. It's funny that he keeps on saying, friend, friend. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to light a cigar. He's trying to hand people flowers. <laughs> and then at the end of it, like Lundgren gets the upper hand and is about to impale Jeff, Jet Li on a Jeff pile. Lee. Jeff Li. Jeff Li. <laughs> Jeff Lee. It's Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Lee Otto. I love it. 
gently. Uh. He's going to impale him on a bunch of pipes, and then Stallone shoots him. And then there's this like scene where like Stallone goes to him like cons- comfortingly. He's like, "You don't want to die, villain. You got to tell me all about Valena." And you oh, think right. that this is. Dolph Lundgren's death scene, but then at the yes. end of the movie, he's there fucking around with the guys, and, he, and like nothing happened. But even in that scene you're talking about, he's like, "Listen, listen, just give it up. We'll bury you right. Like you'll get a hero's funeral yeah, as yep. if you never left the Expendables." And then we just like, "Oh no, he's fine. We got a miracle cure. Necromancy. Fucking Mickey Rourke <laughs> threw around some fucking <laughs> chicken bones and whatever else he had laying around." But dude, well. He, the- they, they give you it's a weird like tug of war because Stallone has some comment about like uh like oh yeah uh you know it was like two inches above your heart and I was like oh, okay so he's fine and then it was like well I guess I'm dying now and I was like but you just all right whatever but fuck honestly, it fine Eric you, I'll use you as an example because you're blonde and I'm short if you ever tried to impale me on a pile yeah. of pipes. You're not yeah. part of We Hate Movies anymore, well, or I'm I, not. We're, it's, it's a one or the other situation. Because no, I'm like, listen, hey, remember dude. that time that guy tried to kill me? Whenever I do something that you don't like, it's because I was on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll be fine later. It's cool. I mean, they, what they do, though, Steve, is like they are, they're all like believing this idea of like he's just this way because the job got to him Uh you know what i mean and i feel like that's just kind of like what it is like well it was just the job he's fine now oh the job if you didn't save me i would have been impaled on spikes like i'm a fucking uh uh, friday the 13th uh uh victim I mean, yeah. you, knew, you know the risks of this job, podcasting. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. So the it job, is kind of- so the job made you want to uh, hang the corpse of a pirate. Yeah, it's the job. <laughs> yeah, 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 the job. The job did it. it. Yeah, it was the job. Yeah, can I have a job on this police force now? <laughs> you know, I, I guess maybe it seems almost like a callback to like uh, Universal Soldier. Like he was the bad one because the war got to him and yeah. he made all those ear necklaces. <laughs> I gotta go back to that. I haven't seen it in forever. I we went back to it for the first time in forever, and I thought it was really, really good. Mm, yeah, interesting. I, I need it. to go through the. I gotta go through the series. Oh, I'm sure that's a thing that goes downhill pretty quickly. <laughs> I bet. Uh, so, yeah, then it's basically like, all right, well, all the Expendables are, they're on board. And my biggest question, I was like, well, before they all, like, take off to do this mission, is Stallone telling them that Dolph Lundgren's dead or what? <laughs> yes, exactly. But- I don't think there's anything mentioned about it. You wait in the plane, I guess. That's more of a plane conversation. Or like a after the success of the mission convo, maybe. Yeah, I think that's more <laughs> like it. Uh, Terry Crews talks about this cool bullet that he has that I wasn't quite sure whether or not is actually used in the movie. It is, I believe. Yes. I believe that's what he starts blowing up guard towers with and people. some people's bodies. The, the, the gasoline trenches at the end of this movie. <laughs> I thought, okay, I thought it was a thing where like, this was like one, like the cricket in Men in Black or something like that. It was like, you got to use the thing one time. I didn't know he was talking about like multiple rounds of ammunition. It, it, well, the thing is, Men in Black's a well-written movie. Yes. Ah, oh, that's true. That's, Ed Solomon is a great screenwriter. And, and the thing is, is that like that bullet thing, he said, it's, it's an explosive device. It's not just a like a one shot at somebody. I see. The, I, I mean, see. the description is so stupid. It's like, this little bullet here has a fucking warhead that a microchip arms the second it leaves the chamber or whatever and it's like 
why would you have a fifty thousand dollar bullet? <laughs> yeah, I don't speak soldier of fortuneese. I'm sorry. Yeah, dude, the fucking police department in nothing Wisconsin has fucking missile bullets. Probably sure. Yeah, oh, then, you know that's an idea, an Expendables type movie where where a mercenary group robs a police station so that they can get the <laughs> weapons of war that they need to go fight on their mission with. It's fucking Stallone driving a huge tank, and it says Palookaville Police Department on it. (laughs) What a stupid fucking country we live in. What a dumbass, stupid country. The the small county I grew up in, I saw, has a... They're like sheriff's department has a tank, and it's like, for what? What, deer? What if the king of England starts coming around and poking everybody, huh? Oh, yep, that's true. You don't want to get poked by that guy. You just got to make sure... Or maybe a black person might drink a soda. That might be trouble. Oh, yeah. Can't be can't be not having a tank for that. Oh, can't have a squirt gun either. Can't mm. be doing that shit. <laughs> uh, so the Expendables infiltrate this compound, whatever. Like the, the last 30 minutes of this movie is like the third act of the movie yeah. entirely almost. Yeah. What's her fate? Uh, the, the la- uh, Sandra. Sandra yeah. has got, been waterboarded. Uh, her her, <laughs> yep. her father, who is the general... David Zayas, I believe his name is. Yes. Uh, is going kind of crazy because he knows that his time is up and he's like a painter like Hitler. And he makes all <laughs> of the, the the soldiers that are loyal to him paint their faces. It's a lot really they, soon and it doesn't really amount to they, much. They get a lot of fun costumes. They get to have, you know, a lot of face paint. You know, it's fun to be under uh, Garza or Journal yeah. Garza or whatever the fuck. Journal Garza. Journal Gazette. What is the villain's name again? The That'd journal. be funny if, if everyone on the plane is like, wait, are we going to get a journal? Are we trying to get a book? Like, <laughs> no, we go get the journal. No, slow down. Write it down. I can't okay, write. His, his secret <laughs> plans are in the journal that we need to get. No, no, no. The journal is the guy. So he's a <laughs> you man know, like a the, book. The ju- the journalissimo, you know, you know what I'm saying, journalissimo. And now, isn't that guy like he's starting to turn on Eric Roberts? Yes, but, yeah. but we're still just gonna use him and his men as fucking dog meat in this movie yep. anyway. That's what's fucking stupid is like they never have the general understand that the Expendables are also against Eric Roberts, and he just sees it as like, oh, here's more Americans coming. To fuck up my country or whatever. It right. would have been more badass if, because also you can cut like 30 minutes out of this movie. Sure. You know, if you oh. really wanted. Oh, yeah. You really gave it the old college try here, you know, because you could cut a lot of this out and it's like, oh, the army then turns on Eric Roberts. The problem is Eric Roberts needs more people, like a, a larger goon squad, aside yes. from just Stone Cold Steve Austin, because everybody else around him for the most part is just the general's army guy. Call he, up Dudikoff. What the fuck? Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe his fucking answering machine was broken. What do you want me to do about <laughs> I it? I want you to call Dudica. One nine hundred, dude. No, I think it's more like his phone was turned off. Uh. <laughs> oh. And the fucking sick irony is he could have had it turned back on with his Expendables paycheck. Oh man, and he his prepaid card ran out. Oh no. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's it's a fun. We're we're all laying waste. They're all putting these mines on things, which are a lot of remote mines, dude. I was getting a hankering to play some Goldeneye. Oh, for sure, man. I, I, it just, it's, it's, they're cool looking. And then like Jet Li is like, he is making gasoline trenches, which is very important. Yeah, <laughs> I love a quality built gasoline trench, man. I have to say, pretty cool. No, no, you do not understand. It's not for the tanks. It's for the trenches. 
<laughs> and this, Not for the motorcycles either. It's just the trenches. I do want the scene where Randy Couture puts his hat on and everyone's like, you're going to go with that? You go with that? You go with the hat? Dude, you're going to go with that hat? Does he wear two dumb hats in this movie? Well, no. Uh, Statham is wearing a beret. Statham's got the beret, but Couture, there is like a... Wait a second. Doesn't Stallone also have a beret? I thought so, yeah. On the does poster, Stallone I feel like he does. I feel like Statham's going hatless most of this. On the poster that I'm looking at on IMDb, there is a single hat, and it is dedicated to Mickey Rourke. <laughs> single hat. <laughs> I got to look at this poster. I'm looking here. Like, uh, There's some photos from like the final action sequence. So, like, Jet Li's got a, a black baseball cap on, yes. as does Terry Crews. Uh, I'm trying to look because... Because I could have sworn, because doesn't Randy Couture, isn't he the guy that's got the fucking bad cab driver hat? Oh, yeah. Maybe he has that earlier. Yes, he does have that earlier. But I think like now he's got this like beach bum good yes. vibes hat. Oh, a bucket yeah, hat? Bad, yes. It's a bad, like it's it's like worse than a bucket hat because like the, the brim's the material, floppier. Yeah, Yes, it's a floppier bucket hat. Whatever you want, to, a fly fishing hat, whatever you want to call that hat. <laughs> a, that's what I think he's wearing during this uh, action a, scene. A bucket sombrero. <laughs> yeah, it's a Jimmy Buffett sombrero. <laughs> well, the exactly. thing is, he's a mercenary, right? So they all just shop at Cabela's. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah, that's true. Actually, so looking, there's a shot here on IMDb from the final action sequence. Stallone, hatless. I repeat, hatless. Oh, okay, so I'm looking at it now. It's the posters for Expendables 2 and 3. He has a ber- Stallone has a beret on both of them. Well, I think he stole Statham's berets. Like, hey, you got <laughs> enough going on with you. I want, uh, if you're coming back for number two, I get the beret. It's a pretty cool beret, man. I gotta say, not for nothing, we got similarly sized heads. Yeah, uh, Sly, uh, we got all the test, for, you know, we got all the cards back, and they they love Statham's beret. They fucking <laughs> that, That's the number one thing on all the cards is the beret. I am so goddamn furious <laughs> right now. More like a bra bra ain't. Right, ain't? No. Eh, maybe not. <laughs> They're not always gonna work. Um, they also wanted us to cut out more Terry Crews. I'm sorry. <laughs> Although you're not wrong, though, because now here's a screenshot of Sly Stallone, and he also has a beret on in this movie. I don't know what's going on with the beret swaps here, fellas. <laughs> it's, it'll, it's just going to be a mystery, I guess, forever. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're just like blowing shit up, killing people secretly, planning these mines. Well, there and, is and the whatnot. first scene where Stallone gets captured by Stone Cold, and he's like... Where are your guys? Where are your goddamn guys? And this is like, oh, I'll tell you. They're at your hairdressers because you're yep. bald. Yep. Oh, dude. And that that's right after uh, Stone Cold goes, look at me, you piece of trash. <laughs> and I'm like, man, this is the Expendables, sir. It is rated R. You could think of something a little, uh, yeah, a little riskier than yep. calling someone a piece of trash. That, I mean, the dialogue is not really there. I guess because Stallone doesn't like the bad words, but their bot the body count is outrageous. You see people's bo- whole bodies explode. <laughs> yeah, if we yeah. can't say fucking shit, whenever <laughs> exactly. Marin exactly, whenever Marin comes back, he should switch it up to where are your guys? <laughs> <laughs> where yeah. are they? Yeah, are they in prison or are they canceled? Otherwise, <laughs> underneath the ground, you, you know, any one of those things are possible. Um. So uh, Jet Li and Randy Couture save Stallone right here. Yes. This is my, my my favorite death in the movie. It's like, uh, is it? Yes, it is the Brit. 
it's it's Randy Couture and the and Jet Li are fighting the Brit at the same time, probably. Yep. Although a lot of these guys merge together, uh, and Jet Li kills him by breaking his neck by kicking him. It's fucking cool as hell. Oh, that's how that dude gets yeah. taken it's, out. It's him or oh. some other underling where it's like he's like being held back and gently kicks him in the throat and his head just kind of wobbles a bit and it fucking oh, rolls. That fucking kicks ass, actually. Yeah. There's a lot of fast editing right there and I was having a little trouble following it. Austin has the uh, the black shirt and this guy has like a blue button up going yes. on. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. There's also a fucking great thing in this whole sequence where Randy Couture just takes a dude's arm and snaps it open like he's opening a Slim Jim. Mm-hmm. Like this, he just gives this dude a hilariously brisk, like compound fracture. It's the only cool thing and, the dude does in the movie. And then he tells him about Tony Robbins. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, it's it's. Is it not? It's Jason Statham and Jet Li that are fighting that English guy when he's oh, dead. it's oh, it's Statham. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, by the way, in all of this fighting and everything, I cannot believe, like, I guess the Stone Cold Stunner is out of the question because it's way too much of a setup kind of a move. Sure. But he could have dropped an elbow on somebody. Yeah, you want it. You know, and like he does the old like middle finger up to God or whatever that was all about. Uh, it would have been kind of cool. Yeah, I'd lo- I'd love to. You shut a bitch, but I can't because Vince owns the Stunner and I'm not getting, <laughs> I'm tired of giving money to Vince. <laughs> who, who was it Goldberg who did the spear Goldberg did yeah. the spear yeah because he does a spear to someone oh shit you don't want to fuck with Goldberg, Goldberg oh well come. that's the funniest that is the funniest move aside from his hilarious death the funniest move that Stone Cold has Kevin you're totally right he uses his body like as a torpedo at one point <laughs> he just like throws himself I think it's I think it's in the fight that he has with Stallone. Well, he's aerodynamic, right, with his head. Mm. Oh, yeah, he'll fly right through the sky, dude. I got my Easy. ass kicked. <laughs> That's my yes. ass. Yep. kicked my ass. <laughs> when Stallone escapes this, doesn't he, like, stab some dude right through the throat? Yes. I remember a throat stab that was extremely impressive. There's Yeah, there's a couple of good throat stabs in this movie. Maybe it's around here. Sure. Um, but, yeah, it's this fight where Austin... Uh, does sort of torpedo him. And then he Stone Cold Steve Austin hilariously runs away. <laughs> yes. Uh, and the Expendables are like, oh, we're kind of pinned down, blah, blah, blah. There's all these dudes. And this is where Terry Crews comes in with the insane uh, gun here. And he's just laying. These are This is when the dudes are popping like grapes. It's, this is liquid people, man. <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. I love it. I, I do love it. Uh, there's, this, there's a quick scene because, like, we got to get rid of these characters where the general is trying to, like, make a speech to the people to be like, I was wrong, I was greedy, I'm only a human, blah, blah, blah. And then Eric Roberts just assassinates him. You kind of want to see the general fall all the way over, old school action style. Oh, you know yeah. I need him to do a Mr. Burns off that balcony. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, you just sort of see him fall a little bit. But no, I want to see like the thing and the, the, the impact, the whole bit. Oh, yeah. Let's get uh, some dummies, He needs people. to pop like a, like a water balloon on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm be pretty sweet and then uh sandra gets kidnapped by eric roberts for some reason i guess he wants leverage he got but, but that's but that's the thing i don't understand this part and maybe someone can clarify this but like the general's dead the jig is up the whole thing why is he dragging this woman around still well, isn't she like the general's daughter so yeah but he murdered the general a, yeah but now she's like the next head of state i guess <laughs> I don't also know. she's a witness yeah she's a witness stallone took a shine to her so killer. I guess, does he know that? I don't know. 
That I don't know. But I do know that, like, the character is essentially worthless. I don't think politically she's the next in line to rule this country. Like, he could just murder her and then, like, be on his way. But, like, the last 20 minutes, he's just dragging this woman around by the hand. Why not? It's about time we get, like, a a female military dictatorship, right? (laughs) That'd be cool. See how I that shakes out. Hopefully North Korea, women. right? <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, at some point. Oh, yeah. This is actually a weird thing where, like, so Stallone really wants to blow up the compound. And they're like, like, uh, just wait a second. Just wait a second. And then it's finally like, all right, her and Eric Roberts are clear. Like, I guess, well, just her is clear. It's fine. He blows this place up. They are barely out of there, though. Both Eric Roberts and Sandra go flying through the air. Pretty cool. This is a decent explosion. Everything going up. They're literally lighting this place up pretty badass i mean then you know whatever like this the fucking end of it is like they're running they're trying to get to a plane well, this is when this, or a helicopter the stone cold oh, and the helicopter helicopter the helicopter scene is amazing because terry crew like so stallone's trying to lift up this giant bomb that's just on the ground okay and he wants to throw it at the helicopter so he could shoot it and yes. set it off and terry cruz then has to help throw the bomb and they do it and it's a big explosion it's 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 a there are effective moments in this film <laughs> sure and also, this is when uh, Stone Cold and Stallone get at it. Finally, the big fight, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, or no, oh, sorry, Stone Cold and Couture go at it. Yes, it's yeah. The the Stallone fight ends with yes. Stone Cold running away, which is Uh-oh, hilarious. Oh, you're on the toll road now. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. Get ready to fucking pay up because here we go. Couture versus Austin. <laughs> yeah, exact change only or easy pass. <laughs> <laughs> pay the toll. Pay the toll. What are you saying to me? Pay the toll. <laughs> oh, man. It is fucking great, though, because they are fighting, and there's a, a moment where Randy Couture, like, is able to topple Steve Austin, and he falls onto this fire, and Stone Cold just lights up like Johnny Blaze. It is hilarious. Uh, uh, God damn it. My God, Stone Cold Steve Austin is on fire. His body is completely engulfed in flames. Oh, Randy Couture, that, that's a nuts, real, real cool light gold gold on fire. Somebody call Stone Cold's brother. He's toasty tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I bought the farm or the Broken Skull Ranch because my skull is broken. <laughs> Get the marshmallows. By God, Stone Cold is on fire. Oh, yeah, dude. Marshmallows with that scent of burnt human flesh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Watch Nothing it. goes better with graham crackers. To be fair, the uh, charred rattlesnake is really good. So, you know. Sure. You just eat charred rattlesnakes, dude? No, no, no. I just, I, I've heard that it's good. I thought you were trying to sound like, you know, you're a real bad ombre. Well, no, I mean, it was, he's known as the rattlesnake, charred rattlesnake. Oh, okay. And, I thought it was your time down in the in the bush killing. <laughs> <laughs> By God, Hannibal Lecter's going to eat good tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's also on the island? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's there. there. He's there. Oh, I'm having a professional wrestler for dinner. <laughs> Ooh, too fatty. <laughs> Love your bald head. <laughs> Nothing but fat and gristle. <laughs> you know, Stone Cold, you come down here with yourself on fire and your cheap shoes. <laughs> Self on fire. Statham, that's a lean cut. 
Uh, you know, so they continue trying to save Sandra after all of this. Uh, Stallone uh, going after Eric Roberts here. Eric Roberts has a hilarious villainous, I created this speech. Yeah, it's not really good because it doesn't make any sense. It's like, no. we are the same. I'm like, who are you? Oh, yeah, he does definitely do like a Batman and Joker, we are the same. Like, what are mm-hmm. you talking about? Well, I guess because they're both instruments of the U.S. government that went kind of rogue and bad. Sure. Oh. Yeah, I guess that's true. They're um, both dead inside, he says as well. Which is oh, absolutely that's actually, true. That's definitely true. That's actually right. Yeah, Eric Roberts' character was right on that point. Um, <laughs> and so, and he has like Sandra sort of held hostage here, you know, and she jumps out of the way. Stallone fires into him a bunch of times, and at the same time, this sword just explodes from his chest. And Jason Statham has been on the other end, and he had hucked it at him. So he gets like double murdered, kind of cool. I was kind of hoping that that was uh, a Mickey Rourke's knife, and he was just able to throw it from that far distance. I kind he, of kept, he threw it from New Orleans. <laughs> I keep expecting. I kept expecting him to show up at this last hurrah and be like, "Yeah, you can't have a party without me, baby," or whatever he's going to do. <laughs> you know, I, I kept expecting for Ernest P. World to show up and disguised as his mother. That's just like, mm, you do you boys think you should be playing in the backyard like this? <laughs> Um, so he's dead, you know, and that's just, it kind of wraps up. Stallone is like, he fucking dumbly promises this woman that he'll always be around. Like, you're not going back there, Stallone. <laughs> yes. Come on. I've, uh, successfully cloned myself. Uh, he can't really walk. Uh, my clone, he's, he's got, he slides around on a stump. We call him Slide Stallone. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> slide Stallone. Here he is. Uh, kill me! Kill me! <laughs> I got the idea for the little roller thing uh, from uh, Eddie Murphy in uh, uh, a little movie uh, called Trading Places. <laughs> uh, kill me! Ooh, I sings, am not a sing, person! He sings better than my brother Frank. <laughs> um, so, I, I have to say, it's kind of nice that there's no romance between Sandra and anyone in this movie. Nope. And there's no barely and it's not even like at the end you would think it would be Statham and Carpenter like, let's go, babe. We're going to Puerto Rico for the weekend. It's like, nah. It's yeah. it's grab ass. It's grab ass time. The last seven minutes of this movie is just total grab ass. <laughs> yeah, it's delightful when they're back in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean we are just back. We're at Tool's place. And we're just drunk, probably throwing knives at a wall, you know, like dudes do. Oh, dude, the, f- yep. the fent is flowing like a fountain. <laughs> <laughs> just guys being guys. The funniest part about this is they try to make Dolph Lundgren being alive a reveal, but there's already a shot earlier in the scene, like before you see his face, where it's just you clearly catch a massive blonde guy like in the <laughs> mirror like you get the back of uh Dolph's reflection like in a mirror and I was like all right well that could have been cut like what are you doing and then like three minutes later it's like oh by the way fucking Gunner's still alive and I'm like I know I saw him in that mirror three minutes ago well, I, I want you know what I mean like the thing is the expendables you expect it to be like a suicide squad kind of situation mm-hmm. where like some of these dudes are fucking getting killed on these missions you know what I yep. mean like yep. and you could lose Randy Couture should just totally die at some point 
it's outrageous and a blaspheme of cinema law that this character makes it through and, this and movie And Lundgren unscathed. should just be dead. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, no one is like, oh, we got to bring him back. Like, maybe Statham. Like, people should just be dead, and then you can fill them in with other action stars because there's a bevy of them, Dudikoff among them. But that's the thing is all of these guys are the types who have it in their contract, my character cannot die. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, every single one of them, even fucking Randy Couture. And, and they so can't win, lose because, the like, fight, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah it just cannot yeah. happen. Or they're going to go do movies in Rome. <laughs> it's, it's, that's why it's also surprising that Stallone loses that fight against Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, and then admits that he got his ass kicked. Like, no, in, in regular movie situations, like, the status of a character like Stallone should just murder that guy. I guess it's because he's like... He's the director, so he's trying like, I, I now know what a movie is. It'll be more <laughs> dramatically interesting if I lose this fight. <laughs> this is actually, it's this scene where Randy Couture is wearing the dumbass cabbie hat. Got it. And he's telling Dolph Lundgren about, like, isn't it great you started therapy or mm-hmm. you've agreed to or whatever. Gotta, gotta get the fourth and final therapy joke into this movie. You want it. You do want it. And then the movie just ends with Jason Statham throwing a knife at the camera and fucking boys are back in town starts Dude, playing. Dude, the boys are back in town. And then they fart around I on their motorcycles it. for like six minutes. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and- dude, wild hogs, but smellier. <laughs> so he throws the knife from outside the bar to prove how good he is. And then you get the fucking garage door going down for the end of the credits. You remember that yeah. with the Expendables painted on the garage door? Oh, is that what? It, oh, I missed yeah, that. It's like the, it's like movies closed for the night, fellas. <laughs> oh, oh, after all the motorcycles drive yes. out. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. man, that's it, dumb. Oh, it's great. And then they do the boys are back in town, and it is so aggressively stupid that I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm vibing with this. Well, but the boys are back in town is the song that you use at the cold open of the second movie. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. it was most recently used and that's at this point in Toy Story 2's marketing. <laughs> oh jeez. So like she's I mean yeah, I mean it's ridiculous too. But you know did everybody else notice who did the stunts for this? No. 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 Uh Chad Stahelski of who directed all the John Wick movies. Oh, oh right. you get him to direct this movie. All of a sudden this is a good movie. That's totally true. But I'm no. into it. Stallone didn't direct the sequels, I don't think. He's got writing credits on both of them. But I don't think they got in anybody of note for either sequel to direct. Writing, I don't writing think credits anyway. is, he, he put on a fucking a napkin helicopter crash. Like, okay, <laughs> we'll work it in. Here's your story credit. Oh, the second movie. Um, Simon West. I just yep. looked it up. Yeah, dude. Con Air, Lara Croft Tomb Raider, The General's Daughters. Speaking of General's Daughters. <laughs> nice. Uh, that's kind of interesting. And then Third movie, Patrick Hughes. Uh, oh, Hitman's Bodyguard, dude. Another oh. movie that I fucking turned off after an hour of it oh, wasting my time. Did not see it. Insufferable. He's also <laughs> doing the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard uh, sequel or some shit. With Selma Hack, yeah. It's going to be terrible. Yeah, you can fucking totally keep it. You can totally keep all of it. Um, but would anybody recommend this first Expendables movie? I had more fun with it than I thought I would, but I ultimately would not recommend it. I kind of want this to be a big, dumb canon movie, and it's not. Uh, or like canon-adjacent movie like Hired to Kill, where a f- Brian Thompson plays a, a fashion photographer or a guy playing a fashion photographer 
uh, and seven models uh, travel to a South American island fortress to go on a fashion shoot, and they overthrow the fucking government run by uh, Oliver Oliver Reed. It fucking rules. Watch it on Amazon Prime. But yeah, there's other like <laughs> dumb fucking dumb shit action movies that I like a lot more than this one. It, it didn't hit it for me. Uh, Chris Cabin? Uh, yeah, I agree with all of that. And also, like, I just, you know, I wanted, I, I, you could have just had some of this, again, like a little bit more character stuff, a little less of, like, General Garza and his daughter. Like, yep. it just doesn't matter to me. And, like, I, it does. The Simon West one, I think, is actually the best because he knows what he's doing with that kind of material. Oh. Whereas like Stallone, like he, I, I, he's too image conscious. Like he's he's gonna cut around himself a little too much. I feel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric Siska. Yeah, I understand the uh, points my colleagues are making, but I am gonna recommend it. It is trash. Uh, I think it does have some legitimate good action in it. It's nice to see all these weathered old faces. I, it's it, it's really nostalgia trash. It's dad trash. I get it, but I had fun with it more than i thought i would upon revisiting it so i would recommend it also nice to see the cia as bad guys yeah uh, uh yeah i think i i kind of agree with everything eric is saying um i see where you're coming from steve and to to a lot of what you're pointing out i would say if you're up for it check out at least expendables too yeah i, I, um, I might i think it kind of like you know fixes a little bit of that and plus you also do have uh, JCVD as the villain in that movie. You have Chuck Norris as Booker. Nice. Uh, you know, so there's that. Oh, and actually your buddy Scott Adkins is also in this uh, <laughs> second one. So, you know, there is that. But yeah, I mean, these movies, I hadn't seen it since the the theatrical experience. And like it held up fine, you know, for what it was. I, I do think, like Eric said, too, there is a lot of uh, good action to be had. So if you're just looking for like some good action choreography... It's under two hours. You know, you could do worse. Um, it's not as CGI heavy as, you know, these kind of movies tend to be in present day, which was also sort of cool. But, you know, take it or leave it. It's not it's not a must watch. I would I would say that. Although, oh, shit. Part three. I forgot. Kelsey Grammer. Look out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kelsey in Grammer and Harrison Ford. I guess that was supposed to be a joke. Like, who's the most non-action yeah. person? Yeah, I don't understand like why they thought it was a good idea. Like he's never played a tough guy, really. Like even when he fell off that stage, he did it like a wuss. <laughs> <laughs> I love that video. Oh, it's it's better than Expendables three. Oh, actually, though, also in Expendables three is Antonio Banderas mm. and fucking piece of shit Mel Gibson plays the bad guy. Yes, he does. And is that the one with Wesley Snipes or is that the second? He's just, it's Wesley's in it. Yeah, yeah, he's in third one. I think the third one has everybody you want. Uh, and and people you might also not even care about. Also that. <laughs> like Glenn Powell, the guy who uh, is, uh, he's in this new Top Gun Maverick. He was, uh, I believe, Neil Armstrong. Fuck. Or no, he's John Glenn in Hidden Figures. Somebody fucking get Dudikoff a call. <laughs> Fuck. Maybe. I don't know, dude. Is Dudikoff still making movies? I mean, he, the last time I is saw he... him was in the uh, Electric Boogaloo documentary. And that was Tell like him. six years ago? Well, he might be Dunikoff now. That's possible, yeah. I, want, I definitely want people to speak to Jeff Speakman. Get him in one of these. That could be something. I don't know. I mean, we were texting before we came on the air about like Cynthia Rothrock and stuff. Absolutely. Get yeah. them in there. Jeff Fahey has a pilot. Come on. 
that's something. Yes. I'd see I'd see Jeff Fahey in these movies. That would totally make sense. Dudikoff, by the way, in 2019, something called Green Valley mm-hmm. looks like a some sort of weed comedy that never really got off the ground. Aww. That's unfortunate. Dude, where's my uh, Dudikoff? Dude, where's my Dudikoff? That's our yes. documentary, Finding Michael Dudikoff. <laughs> Dude, you parked Dudikoff right out here yesterday. Where is it? <laughs> Your tattoo says, dude. Yours says, a cough. Dude, a cough. Dude, a cough. Dude, a cough. <laughs> oh, mercy uh, me. American Ninja 1, and then American Ninja 2, and then American Ninja 4, <laughs> and then. Sorry. I tried to rewatch American Ninja <laughs> recently, and I found it a little dull, but I, I need to go back and give it a, a fair shake because I, I'm a sucker for ninja outfits in multiple colors which is the american ninja <laughs> franchise has in spades uh, i would say dude um you should check out if you haven't part four i believe the villain is a child molester who has a horrible death at the end of it eric all you need to do and this is what i would do occasionally is type the word ninja into amazon prime and all this crazy shit shows up <laughs> Dude, it is a wild, wild ride. Check out Tubi. It's sort of like Pluto TV, but they got tons of movies, and I think American Ninja is living there lately. (laughs) (laughs) These excellent hacks to find your quality ninja movies online, (laughs) folks. Uh, But that is going to do it for The Expendables from 2010, directed by Sylvester Stallone himself. If you would like more We Hate Movies, of course, check out whmpodcast.com or head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash wehatemovies. We've got a lot of stuff going on in celebration of the summer blockbuster extravaganza and and, and so on. Uh, A lot of things on the feed. Uh, Eric Siska, what's some of the stuff we're talking about this month? Oh Lord, what month is it? Is it's is it July now? No, it's still June. Still June. It is still June, folks. That means the Catsman Terry's up there. Our our full length two plus hour episode on No Country for Old Men is up there. Oh yeah. Yeah, we got also uh we got Basket Case coming up on a side order of sleeves. It's probably out pretty soon. Uh animation damnation on Scooby Doo, uh Gleep Glossary on Salacious B. Crumb. A ton of shit. Tons of stuff. So just uh, be sure to check all that out. Also, big thanks to everybody who tuned in to our uh, live commentary on YouTube and uh, Switch, where we were talking over uh, Can't Hardly Wait to raise awareness for our uh, merch donation initiative. Of course, as we've said, all of our uh, proceeds we receive uh, in the year of 2020 will be going to Black Lives Matter and racial justice uh, adjacent charities. So head on over to whmpodcast.com and check out all that info. If you'd still like to pitch in, if you can, uh, still got a lot of year left, uh, so we would greatly appreciate that. Now, Steve Sadek, the summer blockbuster extravaganza next week. Uh, we're in July, buddy. What are we talking about? In July. Uh, hold on. <laughs> and I'll go down on you. Wait, I'm holding. Pulling what? So that's, no. the, that's the uh, Orson Welles bit where it's like, hmm. t- tell me how to emphasize in and in July and I'll go down on you. Uh, hold on. Here it comes. I'm pulling it up. It is. We are smoking because we're talking about the mask. Oh, shit. The Jim Carrey vehicle from the early 90s. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Does does anybody recall the last time they watched the mask in its entirety? I have not. I will say I was at a... uh, I was at a Comcast store canceling my subscription and they had it on. (laughs) And I kind of got... I got a little bit caught up. I was like, ooh, the mask. 
Maybe I won't cancel my cable just yet. Jesus, is that Amy Asbeck? I gotta watch The Mask again. <laughs> I'm excited to reevaluate this just because I remember liking it so much as a child. I loved it as a kid. Me too. Yeah. And it was like, I mean, I would honestly say the last time I have seen this movie in its entirety, I don't know, I think like In Living Color was still on the air. Wow. I mean, because like mm-hmm. that movie was like, what, like 93? Yeah, it sounds right. Something it was, like it that. It was early. Yeah. I mean, I just. I saw it. It was whatever. I, I wasn't as obsessed with it. I think because part of the reason was it really freaked me out. <laughs> well, Fair. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was a kid and I was like, ah, I don't know about this one. I oh, like the should, Pet Detective one better. <laughs> we should mention if you want more mask content, in true We Hate Movies fashion, we've somehow done the sequel before <laughs> the original. So yeah. there's an episode on the son of the mask if you check out our back yes. catalog. For there sure. You go. Uh, so until next week, when we are smoking, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siskin. Chris Cabin. Take it easy and put a fucking mask on, everybody! That was a HeadGum Podcast. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. 
Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. 